Episode 46. 46. 46 That's what weeks it is. of this thing that we've done. Oh, Jeff, I just finished your sentence. Do you like that? Oh, my God. You're, you're almost, <laughs> it's like you're clairvoyant. <laughs> After 46 but more of an weeks, asshole yeah. than clairvoyant. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. <laughs> well, we want to do like, uh, we're kind of deviating from the normal, the last few weeks of our normal show. And we, we are do, rather deviant we're by deviant nature. Indeed. Yeah. Uh, but we want to that focus was stuck on in traffic for like two hours. Yeah, so, dude. Sorry. In Spokane yeah. of all places. You, you, you said that and I was thinking... Like I've been stuck in traffic in Spokane, but when I moved to California, that's what my life was, was just being right. in traffic. And every time I'm stuck in traffic here, I'm like, it's not the same. <laughs> it's yeah. better here than in any place in California at all. Perspective. It, or it, Seattle. It made me feel a little bad for like cattle farms. Just the cattle on the cattle no. farms. I'm like, this sucks being stuck in here. Yeah. Move. It's, I, I never tire of that joke, even though everyone else has long before I even walk the earth. But when I'm sit, standing in like a long line, it doesn't matter what the line is for, any line, I'm always that asshole that puts my chin down and goes, Because <laughs> <laughs> And without fail, I get like three dudes that'll laugh at it, and everybody else is like, oh, fuck off, dude. <laughs> you'll get one guy in the back that's like, Meh. Yeah. <laughs> like he gets it. Those are my people. <laughs> that's how we know. <laughs> yeah, I did. I'm like, I'm not going to miss this at all. <laughs> yeah, the not city. Yeah. It's not going to miss you either. Only us. I don't. The, of <laughs> California. Are you kidding me? The city misses me. <laughs> of California, I do miss uh, a lot. California is a wonderful state, but I don't miss any second that I wasted my life on that fucking road. Although it's kind of fun, though. When, when traffic's going there, nobody gives a fuck about the speed. They don't give a... It's like the video you showed me earlier of a foreign country's driving styles mm -hmm. where they don't care at all. They don't use blinkers. They have them, but they yeah. don't use them. And it's just a free-for-all. I, I kind of well, miss we, that. We, we think we, they have them. We're not sure, really. They're on the car. Like, you can see where the light would be. <laughs> I don't know if there's a little thing that triggers it. But. They unplugged it to run their meth cooker in the console. <laughs> I can remember I needed being, that power. For, <laughs> I can remember being in the Dominican Republic, and there was this six-way intersection, if you can picture how fucked up that is. <laughs> how with, would you even make sense of it? Absolutely no form of traffic control whatsoever imagine a but whole society it. a whole society not worrying not stressing about the law at all the, the driving laws that'd be kind of interesting because we're all like okay am i going too fast am i is this the right turn i gotta check my blinds they're like nah <laughs> we don't have that that worry yeah, just yeah, go. down there they go. don't they don't get nervous if the police come by they get nervous when a bulldozer is going down the or a bulldozer a, a yeah, bulldozers going down the road because they're going to go pick up a car that crashed and just move the car and the dead people and push them off the side of the road. In the pile with the rest of the exactly. people. They yeah. get out and of the just leave it there. <laughs> yeah. There's oh. a, uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's a six-way. They call it the crow's foot in the in the city that my dad lives by in Oregon. It's a, it's he's a, in Methford, isn't he? He's, like in, uh, he's in um, Lebanon close to Lebanon. He doesn't live in there proper, but it's close by. Um, but they call it the crow's foot because it's kind of like two crow's feet coming together at an angle. Like, it's not even like six equidistant points. It's just like... <laughs> Still fuckered up. A spot where three roads from one direction, three roads from another kind of they're like, fuck, what do we do here? I don't know. Just connect them. <laughs> so so it's, there's more wrecks there than anywhere else for obvious reasons because it's not. there's no lights or anything. It's just like, don't get hit. Just get through there. That is ridiculous. <laughs> Look five other directions and hope for the best. <laughs> That's ridiculous. I think it's good. It's an exercise in natural selection. It does give us a chance to be, you know, free autonomous things. Like, yeah. all right, it's, today's my day. It, re it, it requires of you some courtesy. 
<laughs> and and some expedient movement at the same time. Yes, people are yeah. very courteous in cars. I've noticed about people. They are very yeah, they, like not kind. at all. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. They wave, the road rage smile. and shit. <laughs> California when I, when we were driving those freeways it was just a trip. Randomly, people would just stop traffic. And, and do stuff and there was one time people were just waving machine guns on the freeway nice and everybody's like can we turn around I feel like we should be able to turn around <laughs> <laughs> just, and the news didn't play anything about it it was weird I, I went home and looked for it too I was like isn't that kind of news when you got okay. this was 10 years ago yeah but maybe maybe not <laughs> 10 years America. ago <laughs> so there's I find it interesting having lived enough places that there's like a even within the same country there's like a culture to the driving as well like mm. like like when I lived in Dallas the people warned me and I was just like yeah you know whatever that's just local people making making large out of something that's not that big a deal but they they said uh, you have to watch out for the semi trucks uh, on the freeway, especially because they own it. Do they legit? Is that uh, like they, they are deemed to have have authority of the road? No, they just decided. Oh, <laughs> yeah, oh, okay. Oh, okay. They no, are the these best are drivers. these are questions I too it, had. It just you know? decided yeah. they're they're bigger than you. So yeah, and so the speed, the speed limits in on the interstate in Texas are like seventy to eighty, depending on where you're at. And it's uh, a big ass stage. And, and if you go slower than that, you're putting your life at risk. Because everybody else goes much faster. Right. So you have to keep up with traffic. So most days you're doing 90. Yeah. And uh, semi-trucks will pass you in the passing lane <laughs> while you're doing 90. <laughs> and then they'll decide, I want to be where you are now. Uh-huh. And they'll they'll give you two blinks. That's it. And this is a common thing. I was. It wasn't like, oh, this happened to me once. It was like a daily occurrence driving to campus. They would just give you two blinks, and then they would fucking They're start coming up. over. <laughs> I literally watched a semi-truck run a dude off into the brush, which I guess that's probably why they do it, because, like, nobody really dies. Like, you just, it's flat, you know? So people just kind of go off into the fucking weeds. <laughs> and they're like, They'll be fine. They're, they're like, shit! <laughs> the semi-truck just, like, sticks his middle finger out the window, like, man, fuck you. <laughs> but it almost happened to me, man. So I was like, but, you know, that's the culture there but like it's not that doesn't function that way here so it's like even if you know the rules of driving you have to kind of learn your ecosystem too big time i wonder we have a lot of truck drivers that listen this is and podcasting in general is is a truck driver's place because they're like fuck give me some (laughs) and you have to wonder because they travel there's lots of truck drivers that only travel locally and regionally and then there's lots of long distance you have to wonder what the long distance guys think of like the local well truck truck drivers they have to deal with a lot of shit too i mean my grandpa my grandpa was a career long-haul truck driver and like he would tell me stories and he's just like he would refer to other people as civilians which i thought was funny i'm like oh what are you okay sorry colonel you know fucking (laughs) driving your big well i'm bringing you i'm bringing you your goddamn chili dog so shut your face (laughs) but but i mean people are they're dumb because they you know if you don't know what it what's entailed in driving a a a big truck like a tractor trailer you know people pull in front of you like less than a car length in front of you and you just suddenly can't see him anymore and it's like okay fuck you dude like what am i supposed to do now <laughs> you know like, dude, I, this I, won't stop it'll kill you exactly <laughs> i like tr- i like this topic because truck driving is like this thing that people don't think about it's like most of the goods in our society if it's coming from a port or some shit some of it's on trains and stuff but it's these guys yeah. this, so it's like backbone stuff but they're they're the best drivers. Like to be a truck driver is not super easy. Held way more accountable than your average citizen driving too. 
and and I looked into this for Dave and Agus. They're way very back. often overworked as well, so they have low patience. For real, but a lot of them are just hardworking people anyway. And they're like, if I, if yeah, you're for just, sure, I make more money if I work hard. I like this job. Let's do it. I, will work I, I hard. too am a hardworking person, but it leaves me very impatient sometimes. Right, true. <laughs> and you can just fall asleep on your couch. It's harder to do. Yeah. You got to pull over. But one of the things that I learned when I was doing research for Dave and Agus, like a long time ago, between uh, my radio show and moving back to Spokane. It was my favorite episode of the Dave Next that no one's ever heard, but it was looking into the truck driver <laughs> thing, like the accidents, because people just become moronic around trucks. So, certain yeah. kinds of people become the worst drivers in the world when they see a truck. It's you, isn't it? No, it's, user. it's not. <laughs> After learning this stuff, it's certainly not. But before right. that, no. But I, I did tell the story of me being a moron in Canada driving in front of a truck and the truck driver tracking me down being like, fucking dude, you're the worst driver I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. And so, I, you know, you learn. I was 18, 19. But... Uh, no, so the accidents that are caused around truck driving is like 95% everyone else. It's probably higher than that. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's ridiculous. Because it. when people see, they're like, oh, it's dangerous because it's a truck. It's like, no, now you're dangerous because yeah. you are pretending that this thing is dangerous, but you're the dangerous around yeah. it. You're getting you're squirrely. You're something stupid, yeah. yeah. And when you look in this, the, the like insurance statistics and all this stuff, it's like, yeah, the truck driver's they get the shit where they're like, oh, you're driving slow, get out of the, you know, there's all these dumb things. Mm -hmm. And really, the truck driver's like, here's another one. Here's another one of them squirrely motherfuckers. Yeah. Every 20 miles, I get one of these people that thinks that I'm a fucking, a tiger or a ride on a fucking amusement <laughs> park or something, and they act a fool. Yeah. And it's they pull wild, up in man. front like, of them and... Imagine, because uh, if you've ever taken a long road trip, especially via the interstate, just in a car... You, there's people like you, you know, within the course of that trip, depending on how long it is, you're going to run into 10, 20 people that are, that you're traveling with that you recognize and categorize based on how much of a dipshit they are yep. when they're driving by you. Right. <laughs> yep. And so imagine that, but now you're the biggest thing on the road with the lowest amount of visibility and everybody's more mad at you because you can't start, you know, accelerate and decelerate on a dime. So right. they're just like, you know, right. and, and they do dumb shit. Like shit man you're driving by a semi don't linger next to them because <laughs> can you imagine you're like cool now i'm trapped and i don't know what this person's doing and they're just I driving have a next to me that. you know i don't care what you're driving next to don't linger there yeah well yeah i agree yeah <laughs> especially or back up <laughs> give everybody space it's like to change a goddamn lane if they need to that's yeah, like going into the bathroom yeah. and there's 50 urinals and you go to the one where there's a guy and you stand right next to him <laughs> yeah. hey what's up it's like you could have picked a couple down man <laughs> right. yeah. like if you want to see my dick <laughs> that's a fun game to play when there's three of them and go go to the middle one yeah <laughs> you'll have two dudes waiting have you guys ever <laughs> that's right have you no guys shit. ever done that 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 quiz where like it gives you it's four guys specifically but it gives you an array of like urinals like different number of urinals with guys stood at them it's like okay which one do you pick and there's like an, there's like an unwritten code of like, like we all know like none of us have really discussed it you in depth but it's just like yeah but but it gets you into like tricky situations you know where it's just like <laughs> pick the sink <laughs> we should do it sometime it's like yeah, some I bonus wanna, content because it'll be really funny to watch us all say the same fucking thing <laughs> <laughs> I find the stall and I go in there and I this pretend is, I'm taking a poop this is no. stress that this is stress that ladies don't have to deal with is right. the, the urinal conundrum Ooh. that's that's yeah. a, we assume anyway yeah well yeah yeah they have their own things classically <laughs> speaking yeah. there's a secret society in women's bathrooms that's for a true I I don't claim to know a, about the that's intricacies of the, uh, the, of all the, the uh, and secret to men's hair loss is in that's, the women's bathroom. That's probably <laughs> it. 
I would like you ladies to tell us the secret, please. <laughs> they won't. No, they won't. They'll, They'll lie to us about it. Keep it to the They'll be like, this is the secret. <laughs> he thinks that's the secret. Just so they can shit on us in public. You bald <laughs> bastard, you worthless piece of... Oh, thanks. I tried real hard to be valuable, but then my hair went away. Yeah, <laughs> it happens. It does. All right, well, this episode, we're going to focus on... I think a lot of people want to hear how the fuck your story ends, dude. I know <laughs> I do, since I don't know a lot of this. But this is moving into your territory, too, Jeff, where you became a big part of this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we're, we're getting close to that. And, uh, yeah, I've... Not that I'll necessarily have a lot to interject, but it's just going to be fun to relive. Because I know Shane's... Oh, fun. Shane's I, like, I know Shane's love and reliving this thing. <laughs> it's the best. It's the best. We're getting into the heavier, the heavier shit, too, so... <laughs> Yeah, we can do that. We'll, uh, I'll see. We might be able to finish it today. We'll see how, I doubt it. how it goes. I but, doubt it. But yeah, if we want to just have a, a, a whole 90-minute suck fest of uh, my past misery, let's do I it, I got baby. nothing else. Let's do We've it. We've got plenty to talk about, I'm sure. The world's a wonderful place for things to talk about. <laughs> but this seems like the thing for our show now. Right. So what did we cover last time? We did uh, the, the Marine ex-boyfriend... Is where we started, right? Yeah, yeah. I think we what left was the, off. What was the, the left off? Yeah, the she, the feigned. I slipped on the ice and broke oh, my the, wrist when she came to that concert. Yeah, after after nine days of no power. That's right, stinky <laughs> yeah. in a room. I got the call. Um, Stink again at that show before I went on stage. That power had come back in my neighborhood. I was just like, oh, <laughs> I smell like a bug. <laughs> you're playing the I show. Was, you're like, it's me. Just so you know, dude. Uh, I was doing remarkably fine because my gas range still worked in the kitchen. So I was literally, I took all the big pots that I had and would just heat up water on the stove and fill the tub with it and take baths. And nice. I built fires in the fireplace in the living room. Like I was, I was like, eh, I it's fine. It. No cool power. If you would have right. built fires in the bathroom floor. <laughs> would have been cool. Yeah. <laughs> just somebody walks in. You're like, ah, 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 ah. Eating some meat. Just with a spear bone. that I carved out of a broomstick. Fuck yes. <laughs> Why I not? Made, I made a short bow out of a hanger from the closet. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if, if things keep going the way they are economically for the world, there might be a little spurt of time where we get a little caveman a little Lord I'm of the Flies. I'm just trying yeah. to beat the punchline. I know, you're <laughs> probably way ahead of the curve here on this. <laughs> I don't know. I'm curious, though, because during these times of... I don't mean to start going off into some tangent. It's going to happen. It's... it's <laughs> What what are we made of? This is what we find out. Like a lot, Jeff, you've been in a thousand fights. You know what you're made of when it comes to that. You've been out in the woods. Both of you guys have been out in the woods. You know what you're made of. And what's crazy is I know there's a whole hell of a lot I still need to learn. Right. Too, so. so you got to be looking at the rest of us like, well, they're all dead. <laughs> you know, and it's going to be interesting. I still look at me sometimes like I might be dead. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it really I'm, just depends. <laughs> like there are certain scenarios and and areas where I know I can survive, but there are other scenarios and areas where I'm like, I don't know. Even that if one you might have, kill me. Even if you have the greatest <laughs> knowledge, you still need peace. shit to go your way. You do. Luck. Absolutely. Yeah, it really is a yeah. lot of that for this kind of thing but it's going to be interesting to see because people aren't going to go out in the woods they're not going to try and do that and people are going to try and live in the cities and, and i'm not saying that we're going to have some yeah which terrible is going to be world. even more dangerous if it does go that way you know like staying in the city yeah. is, is like people are like oh but you could go out in the woods and get eaten it's like yeah yeah but then let's think about this can you really can you really go out in the, the woods number and get eaten, no. the number well i mean you can get we're attacked have, it does we will happen have eaten but, all the, think about if everybody's going out in the woods there's not enough wildlife to feed everyone out there there's no really yeah not. you're right i shouldn't be discouraging people from staying in the city it's only gonna, <laughs> yeah. it's only gonna help me if i do to go into the woods yeah, they will so, yeah. eat the bears yeah. <laughs> and all the things they're like well we ate but all the sparrows too. i'm just looking at it like there's there's what in an area maybe 
a thousand couple thousand things that might fuck you up animal like you know living creatures wise in in the woods where you would be versus a city where there's five hundred thousand <laughs> a million things that would probably fuck you up over vegetables right <laughs> right you know or yeah. ammunition it's, i guess Smokes, definitely would be like reduce the amount of human beings you're around that would be definitely a Huh. I think we just need to start listening to the Georgia Guidestones, boys. <laughs> That's obviously the answer. They blew them up. I forgot what's on them. I don't know what the hell's on them. Dave and Angus looked at them and didn't take a picture. I should should ask them Son to take a bitch. picture. They failed us again. They were there that week, damn it. <laughs> uh, they I, did I don't, it. They I don't want to be a doomsday guy either. I'm not that. I'm, I'm just looking at... I'm listening to all the people talking. Uh, there's so many people that are really worried about so many different things currently. And it's, it's hard not to want to worry along with them. But I just don't... I don't feel like that attached to the world. <laughs> well, I'm like, I, I, know, fucking, I, I really care. I'm not a doomsday guy, but I'm not angry with people that are. Right. Yeah, I don't. But I want them on my team. I want to know what everybody's saying. Yeah, there's saying. no harm in preparedness. <laughs> there's nothing wrong with being prepared for a crisis. Yeah. It's still going to be a crisis, but if you go, got a little something you can work with, it's better than nothing at all. Yeah. I want to see. My stepmom, um, she was a EMT and a firefighter, and then she took a bunch of training in disaster response and relief. And so like in our house, we always had like kits in the closets for like, this one's for earthquake, you know, this one's for wildfire, this one's for, you know, like flood and whatever. And it's like, like she was always like ready at the drop of a hat to respond to, you know, a natural disaster. She's got four different which, which shortwave like, radio shows. I was like, that's kind of cool. But when is that? Yeah. When is that ever going to happen? But then like, when it does, you love having those people around. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. It's in like California, preparedness never fucking hurts, man. In California, I mean, uh, there's a ton of people that have earthquake kits ready to go because they know that there's going to be an earthquake in right. their lifetime if they live there long enough. Yeah. And so it's just prudent planning. It's like us with volcanoes. You know how many volcanoes are actually around us where we live? <laughs> we got quite a few. There's yeah. a lot. Like, yeah. like alarmingly <laughs> more than I realized. Luckily, more. I've actually seen one go off. Right. So, hey, how about that? There you go. Luckily, more on the west side from us, but then we have that big old There's some in central, in too. The like north, north, north central. And got hit yeah. way worse than Vancouver when Hillens went off. We've already talked about that. but That's true. That's true. Yeah. We got ashed. We right over us. We got ashed the fuck on here. Goddamn, bro. I still but, wonder how. I still think a little Harry Truman that lived up on the mountain. Harry Truman. Harry Tr- oh, yeah. His name was Harry Truman. He lived on Mount St. Helens. They were tra- telling him to get off the mountain. That's the, the guy that took blow. the picture or something. Or, and he's like, I don't or, know. No, the radio stuff. I can't remember. That was, that was some other dude. Oh, okay. This guy lived up there, and he just was like, hell no, I won't go. And then boom, and then his yeah. house was gone. <laughs> and he's not <laughs> yeah, telling it's like Every time I fly down to see my folks, I go past st helens and i'm always looking at like the glacier and like you know the whole side that got taken completely out and i tell somebody whoever's sitting with me i always mention that shit that same story because i'm like his house was probably right there (laughs) (laughs) it went probably six thousand feet in the air he was like i'm good here (laughs) you can imagine though he has not listened to the news and he lives out in the woods for a fucking reason right and some people come to the door like you gotta leave he's like oh no i've been training for this And and he wasn't like a young buck Right. As I recall, he was pretty old. Of course, I was young. I was in, He was probably fifty, you know, and I'm like right. 
10 so yeah. you look at you look people differently fuck yeah. then, <laughs> that's uh that's modern day pompeii boys <laughs> oh, shit. vesuvius is going off mm. <laughs> it would have been better if they would have found him like uh you know petrified or whatever with his ween in yeah. his hand, like they did in, right. in pompeii i love that <laughs> even last jerk even if, even, Why if not? even if that's not what that was i want, I, I choose to believe that I, that's, that's what, what i'm believing was, dude that's, i'll shovel cock that one to yeah. the day i, I think that's, we should that's actually, what i would do, do honestly this. like if i didn't have a willing partner that would be my final act in that situation one probably. more like, well well <laughs> there is enough saint Helen's ash around that we could probably collect it and build one. and build a nice statue of mr harry truman with his wing in his with hand. his cock in his hand yeah why no hasn't that been done com. i mean even minus, even, clever even minus the cock in his hand like why why like i feel like that fella i'll tell you deserves why. some sort of memorial i will tell you why <laughs> because the media didn't treat him as any type of like that's a solid man who has his morals and priorities straight for himself and this is how he wants to go they treated him like he was a fucking idiot well he was uh, a little bit of a dipshit i mean, I mean it's really it was he maybe he had cancer and just like you know what? Maybe, i don't, don't want a long slow death let's let's get this going <laughs> well, i still th- I think it was a more like get off my lawn yeah <laughs> that, either way he's right they're like they're either like way, can you smell the fumes and feel well, the rumbles you. either you way choose how to die he, would you yeah even if he was a dipshit i i respect it you know what yeah. I mean? Like, even if he stayed just out of pure stubborn oh. idiocy, he went out on like, his own terms. The world what, is like that's a, he... that's a badass dude. Like you, you were so stubborn. You literally stood down an erupting volcano. Smart or not, that takes fucking balls. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like the flat Earth guy that built his own rocket and died when he sent his yeah, rocket. Exactly. Like, you know, like, do I agree all, with that action? Not all of it terribly dumb. But respect. <laughs> right. you're, you're entertaining for the rest of us, and that's a gift. Love that guy it. was a yeah. gift. Yeah. But you're also like no. I'm going to prove it for myself. And he did. Yep. And he probably had a second going, fuck, this shit's round. And then he blew up and <laughs> hey, died or whatever. Fuck. What do you know? I was wrong. Yeah. Oh, well. That's got to have been a good moment to Too be late. like, guess I'll jack off. Somebody should have been down on the ground and been like, I told you so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That would have been the best. All right. Sorry. That was a deviation from the story. Uh, what but, a fun, I mean, not obviously not fun conclusion, but what a fun situation to be in where you're just like, you're staring, you're staring down the barrel of a loaded volcano and you're just like, you know, you know, in your guts. Ooh. Nothing. Nothing I can do mm-hmm. now. Isn't there to, movies about to this? change to change my Joe decision? Joe volcano. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Nothing I could do now. What do you do in that for that last five ten minutes that you have left? Like you jerk. Shit. I mean, there's you really take only... off all your clothes and run around and scream like an idiot, and then you jerk off furiously. Probably. Do all I mean all, do, all, all <laughs> the things you weren't allowed to do with no life threat whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, just like that's what I the did, woods is for. Yeah, yeah. That's I did what we that do. last weekend. That's the whole purpose of being in the woods. <laughs> that's bear bear. Bear bear's part of that's bear. <laughs> the other part's bear. Uh, All right, Shaden. All right. So let's get into it. Yep. Um so we talked about the uh the little girl overseas. Yeah. And that whole situation. We need closure on that one today. Yep. Give me the closure. We will we'll get closure on you that. Brought, well, you brought her up that you haven't got to the conclusion. Correct just that you know she well, there's another exists. whole aspect yeah. to it and I yeah because i made the i made the i think we left it at me making the decision that i was going to take on that responsibility yeah. as part of this whole package deal we knew, or at least you you knew that it was basically being handed to you if that happened well right so i mean there was like documentation that needed to be put in place so i kind of had to make a decision you know sooner or later about whether because like there needed to be other arrangements made for this child if it wasn't going to be in my hands right so like i kind of had to make a decision right so i was like okay so here's my decision you know i was like i will make sure from afar that this kid is provided for whatever that looks like and evolves into and then 
one day at my discretion I'll decide you know how to handle her receiving her dad's estate and you know explaining the whole thing to her and blah 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 and like, after you uh, spend all the money right right for <laughs> <laughs> you after, had an estate after I do yeah yeah it was really a valuable house and it really helped me to take care of you until you were eighteen ish so now you're and I'd like to give good you, luck <laughs> I'd like to give you this guitar yeah <laughs> hope you liked all the chocolates on your birthday because those this, were a million this dollars half used a dub sack of weed that's what you get <laughs> thank you by the way. <laughs> Okay, so yeah. that was not your intention was to run away with the money. Yeah, well, no, because like that, like his whole estate was like separate from the shit that was, you know, that I was going to be inheriting. So I'm just like now I'm like I went from being in charge of like four million dollars or something like that, which is the tune of what was supposed to be coming to me from from my sociopath's estate when she inevitably bit the dust. And then there was like considerably more from this dude who apparently could afford to send his child to boarding school in Austria. You became a blue blood overnight. You became right. an aristocrat. So I'm just like, wow. Okie dokie. Do you I know, know and like, world? and like, no, never was I planning on spending any of that money except for as it pertained to, you know, catering to this child. But, right. but still massive amount of responsibility that I was just like, okie dokie pen to paper, I guess that's all right. The answer is yes, you know. Yeah. So, so God, this makes you hate her even more. Yeah. So, like that got that got that got left for many months of just like you know I'd get occasional updates, pictures of this kid, you know, stuff like conversations with her teachers or whatever via email and shit like that, you know, just every once in a while. And I kind of let my sociopath handle it because like she was the emotionally involved party, right? I just kind of mm-hmm. asked for updates once in a while, like how's How's the kid doing? You know, like still alive, I hope. Right. <laughs> you know, like still being fed. Yes. Okay, good. I don't know how to do this, but I, I'm, I'm trying. So, um, so yeah, that kind of just sort of became a thing that was added to the back burner. And uh, um, so things started getting uh, a little bit more out of hand as far as like home life stuff went. Um, so my sociopath started to develop a really gnarly drinking problem which she never seemed to have you know before this point in the years that you know the year and a half or so that I had known her at this point like we would both drink socially and shit you know or like when we had people over but it was never like you know an issue right waking up and putting it in your Cheerios yeah but um but she started essentially self-medicating and her her poison of choice was wine so she would you know she got to the point where she's burning through two bottles of wine a night on her own when nobody else was drinking a lot of the time Mm -hmm. you know so um and she it just would like rewire her brain like she just became an an absolute monster like there was no all logic went out the window Mm -hmm. all empathy went out the window and it was just like uh it's hard to explain like there's there's just it's just a long series of nights where she would start out fine and then it would become like giggly and silly and sloppy and then there would be like a switch that was flipped where she would just go from dr jekyll to mr hyde Mm -hmm. you know and it was just like something whatever it was doesn't matter fabricated or real small big doesn't matter something would set her off and she would become extremely emotionally abusive, start 
cursing people out, mostly me usually because I was the primary target, you know, and and getting vicious and just like going on these long rants of shit that just didn't make sense. And you're trying to contend with it and piece together what the hell she's so upset about. Ultimately, knowing that she's just shit faced, you know, and there mm-hmm. is no reasoning with it. And so then the goal becomes get her to go away, <laughs> preferably without the alcohol, which is impossible for somebody who's determined to do that. You know, yeah. anybody who's dealt with a, a, a gnarly alcoholic knows it's like, yeah, good luck. Go ahead. Try to take it away. See what happens. Yeah. You know, so so it just became a game of like, OK, let me just piss you off to the point where you lock yourself in your room and, and blast music and cry loudly because then at least you're not in my face and, you know, making the lives of my other friends that live here also hell, you know, like <laughs> not that I blame these dudes, but the other guys that were living with me, as soon as they saw the shit happening after a while, after several times of this happening, they would just sort of like yeah. psh, disappear, you right. know, like to their respective rooms, which I get it, man, would have been, would have been me too in their shoes. But, uh, but that just kind of left me, you know, holding the bag and contending with it most of the time. And it's like, it was momentary relief because even when she was in a room it would be you know 10-15 minutes and I'd start getting a litany of text messages just walls of the same crazy out of the out of your mind bullshit you know and then the next day we would you know have the same tired conversation of just like you got out of hand last night like you're sick you shouldn't be you know killing yourself with alcohol but at the same time you're dying anyway so i guess if you want to get shit faced like that's your prerogative but like not when it entails mistreating everybody around you that's not okay no matter if you're dying or not right as far as i'm concerned you know and so yeah. so it became this you know never ending fucking negotiation and and argument that was just fruitless and and ultimately it got to the point where she would say okay, you're right. And I'll, I'll, I'll stop, you know? And I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to hold you accountable because just you saying that doesn't mean anything, you know, that's, that's for now, but I'm going to like, if you, (laughs) if you proceed to not stop, (laughs) we're going to have a fucking conversation and I might not be very nice about it because you've already, you've already done a lot of damage, you know? So, so then it became this weird game of like like my brother and I still joke about this to this day because of how ludicrous it was, you know, but like we would she would she was a very good cook. Right. Um and so she would want to make something extravagant for dinner most nights which when you weren't eating steak. Which at, which at face value I was I was not upset about cuz as mentioned she was a really good cook and I was like fuck yeah like make fancy dinner. I learned how to cook a bunch of really good shit. That's part of the reason why I'm such a good cook myself it's now. Her. It's from it's from cooking with her because if I was cooking with her she couldn't be drinking cuz I was, you know, there. <laughs> so she'd have to be sneaky about it and that would just delay the inevitable, right? So I'm like, cool. I learned to, to cook, cook, I get a good dinner. <laughs> cuz you were worried about a sociopath doing crazy shit. Yep. Yeah. Funny so, so, but that became the game. She would, she would, uh, come up with this grand idea for something she wanted to make for dinner and she'd be like, but I need shit from the store. And it would either be take me to the store or I'm going to go to the store. Depends on her mood that day. And I knew what that meant was I'm going to sneak wine into the house and cause I drank yesterday's bottle and I'll just drink it privately in my room and pretend like nobody notices that this is happening. And it was so, so like insultingly obvious. I would get so mad because like she would come up with a, like she, I'd be like, Oh, I want to stop at Walgreens across the street to pick up, you know, some, I don't know, whatever batteries or some shit that was better to get there than at the grocery store. Right. 
And uh, she'd be like, okay, well, I'll drop you guys off there, and then uh, I'll get a head start on the grocery shopping, and, and then you guys can just walk over there and catch up with me. And I'm like, no, it's fine. We can just, like, I'm only going to be in and out in a second. She's like, no, I'll just drop you there. You know, it's just like, okay, well, I know what you're doing. <laughs> you're going to go buy wine. <laughs> right. And then put it in the car. And then hide it, yeah. Or we'd go to the store together, and she'd be like, can you go over to this aisle and get blah, 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 you know? <laughs> So I go on this little mission and then she would literally steal wine from the store oh, like in fuck. her purse and I can like see it, you know, like the, the, <laughs> she had a big purse, but it's like, I can tell what it's, what a purse looks like when there's a fucking full bottle of wine in it, <laughs> like God damn. not a moron, you know? And so it's just like, okay, a couple times confronted her on it and then she just would end up getting all pissed off and make it a big scene and buy it anyway. You know, and then I'm just like, fucking whatever. I hope you get caught <laughs> after a while. I'm just like, good. I hope somebody catches you stealing wine. In yeah. fact, I'm tempted to rat you out, <laughs> you know, but, but that was the deal. You know, she'd come, she'd come back from the grocery store when we didn't go with her and just like, I need help bringing in the groceries and beeline to her bedroom first and then come out and help us bring the groceries in. And it's like, fuck, like hmm. how dumb, how dumb do you suppose that I really am? You know, like four or five years old, I think yeah. is what she's thinking. But it's, I mean, that's that's the way addicts behave you know like it's if if they're addicted to something like the logic kind of goes out the window they're well just like out, they're yeah. just like if i get away with it then it worked it doesn't matter how insultingly obvious it was it's just whatever it takes to get my fix that's what we'll do you know so so this went on for a long time like literally the rest of this whole situation was that that was the undercurrent of everything you know so it just exacerbated all the other all the other nonsense um and fueled her preposterous lies, man. Like they were just so like, they just would grow and grow and grow. And, and to the point where I'm like, I know you're lying. I just can't prove it. You know, like that was like everything she told me that was even remotely a little bit outlandish. I'm like, that's a lie for sure. <laughs> I can't, I, I, I can't prove it, but I know for a fact that you're fucking lying to my face right now. Like that's how it got, you know, which, which if I was the same person would have been a great time to get the fuck out of that situation. But I think I mentioned this last episode. Um, I got to the point where I was like, well, I have to have the answers. I, I need to get the punchline. I can't leave the situation not knowing for sure what the deal is. So I'm going to go as far as it takes to get those answers and prove myself right. And then I'll get out. That's a specific kind of human archetype. <laughs> yeah. Because in my mind, I'm like, I can't live with not having the 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 full picture of this. Like, I'll never be... I'll, it'll something that will just plague my brain <laughs> for the rest of my life, and I'll never get over it. And I need to be able to get some closure. So I'm just going to willingly walk into this house fire <laughs> every single day in pursuit of these fucking answers somehow. And... Uh, I'm getting something out of this, goddammit, mentally and spiritually. I'm fucking, it's a test. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so that, I, I mentioned that first because just that I want this, the rest of this story to be framed by that was the undercurrent was, was me dealing with this ridiculous, uh, alcohol abuse and, and, you know, her just creating, I can't express to you how crazy the levels of turmoil she would create were like to the point where it's just like every single night you could cut the tension in the air with a knife. Like it was just always that constantly every single fucking day. You have two other roommates at this point. Yeah. Well, two other roommates and part time a child because one of them had a daughter, a young daughter that he had partial custody. Uh, that must of, have complicated know, so things. In fuck so much, you know, cause like she like very clearly wanted children and like attached herself very heavily to the idea of this child overseas that was now air quotes her child, mm -hmm. you know, 
um, but was like constantly making the issue of like, I'm not going to be able to survive long enough to have a child. So, you know, woe is me. Another reason I get to act like a psychopath, you know, which like in a normal circumstances, that would be a completely valid gripe. But again, mm-hmm. not a solid excuse for abusing everybody. Yeah, mercilessly. Be, there's no reason to be a, a cunt to other humans. Right. Unless, so of course they've aggressed upon the. And that's a hard thing to wrestle with as far as where I sat in that whole equation, because I'm always coming, I'm still like, despite all, still a deeply empathetic person, you know, and I, I'm constantly overthinking things and turning them around in my brain. And so every time I'm judging her harshly like that, like, how dare you behave that way in the back of my mind is like, she's dying, dude. Yeah. You know? And it's like. They, that always came back. Not, and even it, even that. though I rationally knew it didn't excuse her behavior. It was just like, yeah, but. Like, yeah. Like, yeah, but she's dying, dude. Like, she's gonna, like, she's literally gonna die in months, probably. So, just suck it up, you know, basically, is where, where part of my brain was, right? Yeah, you know, and it's, and yeah, and that was, that was, that I felt like a piece of shit, too, because half the time I was like, can you just, if I woke up and you were dead tomorrow and this nightmare was over, I could get on with being sad and moving on with my life and not have to deal with this anymore. And that would be great, you know? And then, and then the rest of my brain is like, you fucking monster. Like, how dare you, you know? You human. Yeah. So, so suffice it to say throughout this situation, I got, I got really in touch with my, uh, my demons. Like I fuck, I learned how to dance with the dark, the dark shit inside of me for sure, which is one positive thing I can say came out of it. Not that. I don't know that the price I paid was worth the, the shit I got out of it in that department, but at least I got something, right? So, um, knocked your credit score down pretty good, but let's get, we'll get to that later. Yeah. So let's get into that now. <laughs> Fuck it. So, so this, uh, I had very good credit going into this whole situation. I, I got, I got into credit really early on and I just understood the game. So I did really, really well with it. So by the time, by the time she met me, I had three credit cards with, pretty decently high limits and my score was like high 700s you know and I was like I was set I was doing really really well mm-hmm. and um, through the course of our excuse me through the course of our interactions she of course learned this fact about me and there would be every once in a while there would be issue where it's just like having trouble pulling money from the bank because of X Y and Z which was what we were living on was like her ability to get pieces of her inheritance in advance and every time she did it she had to like fill out paperwork and blah 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 you know so I was just like okay um so there'd be times where it's just like hey can we just put this on your credit card and then as soon as we get the money pulled out we'll just pay it off Mm -hmm. and in my mind I'm like fine that's fine like I should probably be putting things on my credit card and paying them off once in a while anyway to maintain my score um and that happened a few times and she paid it off or it got paid off yes um but it was like it'd be like yeah we got it paid off but it was like a couple weeks late you know so it's like oh i'm getting some late payments on there but it's like well whatever you know like (laughs) i'll be a millionaire one day fuck credit you know (laughs) (laughs) you know so um so that would happen and then fast forward you know on towards the end of this thing um it happened a lot to the point and there was always like some emergency that's like oh we have to pay for this right now you know and it's just like okay we'll just put it on the credit card you know so by the time I left this situation, I had about, uh, I think a little bit north of $5,000 worth of credit debt, which is not like astronomical, but that was all of my cards maxed out and in default and in the toilet and my credit score was below 200. Ugh. Yeah. Um, 
just because of how like how I think much, it'd be 250 how much, for your name, bro. Dude, if you can get your name right, right on the yeah. 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 It was, it was bad because like, they were like, they were all in default. They were all restricted. So I couldn't use them. They were just like, this is debt that you have to pay off and we're coming for your ass, you know? Mm -hmm. And I was just like, well, I don't have it. So, <laughs> so that's, that's what, that's just what they do. They send you to collections and then they just fucking eviscerate you over it over time, you know? So, so that was cool. That's just a little, a little side, side note to, uh, uh, part of the way I exited this situation, but. So uh, it wasn't all just easy money. No. From no, and that also lent itself to me being like, okay, something here is not adding up, obviously, you know, where it's just like, it shouldn't be this difficult after us doing it this long. Like, there should be a system in place. Like, you're going to the same bank. You should have, like, the teller should know you by first name at this point. Like, this should be a pretty easy thing for you to accomplish. But it was always like, well, my grandparents want that money and they're pissed off that, you know, like, because it came from them, right? It was like seed money that they made, but they were, they were these, they were supposed to be these evil, you know, very rich business owners that their business was struggling. So they wanted all the money they could get. And so they're like, well, you're going to die. You don't need it. And it shouldn't be going outside of the family. So we want it. So they were like stepping in her way. It was the story that I was getting. Right. It's your fault, Shane. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so, um, yeah, and like I said, I met her grandparents, like, I'd been over to their house, and, like, they lived in a big fucking mansion, and, like, they had a lot of money, so I was just like, well, okay. What kind of people were they? Um, they, seemed, you tell. they seemed nice to me. Yeah. Hard, hard to do an interview? Yeah, I mean, like, it wasn't, I was just there to, like, help move furniture a couple of times, you know, it was like, they're getting rid of a bed, and... How did she treat him? Was she respectful to him? Yeah. And they were nice to she was, her. She was very good at, at playing people, like especially in public. She was she was very good at interacting and making people like her. Most people that knew her liked her. Did she ever slip up that way? Uh, when she got drunk in public, yeah, that she would. But then people would just excuse it as, oh, she got too lit, and that's not really her, you know. Hmm. So. Do you guys ever? Do, I mean, I know there was a lot of Viking nights. Do you guys ever? Did she ever ever an incident there? So places weren't regularly. We never really had any major issues. Um, so I think she was more on her best behavior. But we had times where we would travel and she would royally fuck over people. Like I took her to my hometown in Canada um, and we stayed with, uh, so these people that were my judo senseis, a husband and wife team that taught me judo when I was in high school. Um, they had a, like a farm that they built with like a bed and breakfast. And <laughs> you remember this, don't mm -hmm. you, Jeff? Yeah. I do. Um, so we were like, that's cool. Let's stay there. Like you can meet my old senseis. I haven't seen them in years. They had, they raise like alpacas, you know, and on their farm. And like, it's just a nice renovated barn with a bunch of rooms and bed and breakfast thing. I was like, cool. Give them some money in my little community. That's dope. You know? So we went there, stayed for a couple of nights and then, uh, she like left this small town mind you right so it's not like we weren't like putting down deposits or anything she just like left a bunch of cash in the room for them you know and i told them about that i was like yeah she said she left money up there for you um and they're like okay like they were fine with it you know and i was like cool thank it was really good to see you you know and so we split and then i got a message from both of them on facebook like calling me a thief and like how they were so disappointed and they couldn't believe i would do that to them and i was like what the fuck are you talking about and they're like there's no money like you guys just stayed here and took us for a ride and never paid and so i immediately was like to to my little sociopath i'm like what the f 
you said you left them you left them money right like those are people that i know like they're from my childhood like you didn't stiff those people she's like i would never do i can't believe you would even think that you know and like oh. she's like this is exactly where i left it and like she ended up talking to them on the phone and like, it was a big cursing match and like her calling them liars and shit and like they got in touch with my dad because he was still the preacher in the community at the time and my dad's like dude what the hell's going on and i'm like i wish i knew here's the story that i have and like i'll I'll send you money to give to them. Like, I'm not, I was not trying to stiff them. I don't know what happened. If the money got, like, I don't know where it could have gone or if it wasn't left there. But, you know, it is what it is. And, like, fast forward later, yeah, absolutely. She stiffed them. Like, she did. And she did it to other people. We stayed a couple other places. She did similar shit, you know, where she'd, like, put down just enough for us to stay there. And then, skip out and tell us like yeah i took care of everything we're good to go and we would leave and then we get down the road and i'd be getting fucking phone calls or emails or text messages like what the fuck like we're gonna report you kind of shit you know so and she then, likes stealing stuff huh yeah yeah that's yep. the one i'm getting from this story this time is that yeah. she's stealing wine she's stealing people's time and their goods and services and yeah she's a predator dude <laughs> she didn't have any remorse over any of it not once ever either it she, sounds like she, she, she turned herself she convinced herself she was a victim every time because yeah. she would come up with these stories of how she was wronged or somebody else must have taken it. Mm-hmm. It's like, how and, many and she, people she, are out to get she you? She believed herself. She would believe it. That's yeah. absolutely right. That yeah. means she thought the whole world was against, everywhere she went, everyone was against her if she didn't yeah. get her way. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's, it's fascinating because like, had to, like, the only way I could wrap my head around that is like, she had to have been damaged during formulation you know what i mean like there had to been some some series of damaging events when she was still when her brain was still developing where her defense mechanism became i will i will convince myself of whatever narrative i need to to protect myself from any sort of blame or implication like that's that just became her defense mechanism for any little thing and it was it was like almost chilling to watch it happen in real time you know to watch her go from like oh shit I'm caught to immediately angry and indignant uh, to oh woe is me how could I be treated this way by the world and it would happen so fast like you could just watch it and then and then like Jeff said she would legitimately believe it there was no talking her out of it no no amount of facts or evidence or rationale would would talk her out of it she would just she would she would ride that horse straight into the grave and six feet further that's insane I mean, literally. Uh, literally insane. Yeah. 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 I didn't but realize how many parallels she and <laughs> my ex have. Yeah. There's, lot, there's right? some. Yeah. Yeah. Why do you think I hated your ex out of the gate? <laughs> well, shit. I don't know. I, I wasn't, I wasn't shy about before. saying it either. <laughs> <laughs> uh, imagine, imagine being inside her head. Like, how do we empathize with her? Like, what, what kind of life is it to have where you're contrary to everything that's really good around the, the things that people like about people. You don't have that in you. It seems hellish to me. It does. Like I, I spent a lot of time thinking about that and I'm like, it's, it's, it's deeply disconcerting to me to, to imagine having that kind of outlook on the world, having that kind of brain chemistry about everything to the point where it's like any little thing that happens, you are not only the victim of, but you have to seek retaliation for, right, you know, it's just like, yeah. holy fuck. You know, and and you can't go for one day without getting some sort of something to fuel that for you. Otherwise, you you lose your shit. Like that was that was her reality every single day. Whenever I, I hear this story, I think about it. It's like it's about five percent of us human beings that are whatever 
psychopathic, sociopathic, somewhere in that spectrum of, of not socially happy about the life or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like, man, where does... That's 15 million people in the United States right off the gates. Yeah. So, I mean, we all have that. I mean, it's, so it's such a common thing that we deal with. and But it's so outlandish. And so for all of us, it just seems so... I don't know. It's almost like two different realities. It's like two different dimensions clashing together. Yeah. And it's there's nothing you can do. There's nothing you can say. There's not any kind of growth, personal growth that they have. They just learn how to be better at being this terrible thing. Yeah. And that's what it sounds like. That's it's, true. It's more outlandish too. But it's but they're they know the response better. They know how to, yeah. like you said, do that pattern of I'm I got caught. Oops. I'm angry. And then I'm, then I, now I'm the fucking, why is the world always doing this to me? Mm-hmm. And and then I'm going to get them back. Right. Yeah. And it's just like, it's, there's a lot of that in the world. And, 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 and dude, I was, ideologies that act that same that's kind of yeah, where absolutely. I was going with it, where it's like, fuck man, that she's kind of like a, a little mini microcosm of, of how I look at, you know, some structures that have been put in place by, you know, these power structures that human beings oh, yeah. have yeah. that are, that act sociopathic. And you're like, mm-hmm. God damn, that's just how nameless, faceless do whatever you want to them. They're just things greater good. And the greater good is me or government or whatever. Yeah. Well, and like it's, it's chilling to me to think that there are people that are broken in this manner that are extremely high functioning. I mean, she was, she was, she was an excellent player of the game and arguably in me, she got the best sparring partner she could have asked for to get better at playing the game because I was, I'm, I'm not, I am fairly crafty myself and I'm, I'm pretty keen at picking up on bullshit. So mm-hmm. she had to be constantly working to try and stay a step ahead of me. Yeah. I didn't sniff it out. You I didn't know? like her. Right. I didn't, I didn't vibe with her in any kind of way, right. but I was, you know, I was like, I like shade. I like shade. so he must see something in her, but I never fooled me. You yeah. know what I mean? So well, my, my, my own dad, I mean, she fooled my dad for a long yeah. time and my dad is an excellent judge of character and he's, he's got, he's got some of the sixth sense that I now have from having lived through that situation because he's been through not the same shit, but similar shit where people just used and abused him and took him for a ride for years, you know, and made his life hell for longer than that. So for her to be able to fool him was deeply impressive and kind of scary to me, you know, 15 million people running around. Fair enough. You know, I mean, you would think that I would have tuned in a little faster just because of my law enforcement experience. But the reality is that for the first good portion of our relationship, our friendship, it was out at the bars where I'm just being a social guy and drinking, not right. really giving that much of a fuck, right. saying the appropriate things out at a bar to appease you because you're sick or whatever and balance. It wasn't until you and I started spending some time together and she was around where I'm like, Oh, you're fucked up. Yeah. I'm going to figure you out. Yeah. Absolutely. And then I started sharing some of my misgivings and you're like, oh, <laughs> come here, bro. Let's talk yeah. about that <laughs> shit. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So uh, it's it's pretty wild to think about that, what you were saying, Zach, because um, it's difficult to talk to people about this that have never encountered somebody who uh, who's like this, you know, or Just like some, some version of fit, this, yeah. you know. And so when I explain it to people even in great detail, I can see that they're not quite making the connection, you know, where they're just like, that's a wild story. One in a million probably never would happen to me. You know, it's just like oh. crazy. You ran into one of the monsters off the edge of the map. Like that's pretty wild. And it's million. like, it's like, no, I'm so terrified for you if you don't take this seriously, because like, it's not like, it's easy to go. Oh yeah. 
Shaden had this girl that took him for a ride and tried to be his girlfriend and, you know, lied to him about having cancer. Pretty fucked up, but whatever, you know, it's just no, like, this no, this was boiling no, bunnies dude. in the water. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this was, this was, this was putting a, putting a hose in a puppy's mouth and covering its nose and then letting it up just before it died yeah, repeatedly yeah. kind of shit, you know? And it's just that's like, and, and, and then having, and telling the puppy it's the puppy's fault. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's what you get yeah. for letting me put that in your mouth. Right. Yeah. Exactly. You know, which is like fucked up thing to laugh at, but. What's happening to We laugh to keep from crying. Right <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're you all know? we're all having these weird experiences in life, and like you, quietly. Yeah. A lot of people are doing it quietly and suffering in silence. Yeah, and and fuck, dude. I mean, I guess we're skipping a little bit to some of the advice at the punchline. But if I was gonna give anybody some advice, don't do what I did. If you find yourself in that situation, just get out. The answers aren't worth it. Like I think I needed to do it just because of the way I'm wired, but I wouldn't advise it for anybody else. Like would if you you're, I would have, I would advise anybody to get as far removed as you possibly can, as soon as you possibly can at any cost. So and you're it saying won't you be wouldn't easy. care about the, the answers now in retrospect, if you could tell yourself or would you still have to do it again? I don't know, man. I mean, if I had to do it again and had the knowledge, I'd have the answers. So I'd split, you know what I mean? But <laughs> were, the, were the answers worth it? Do you feel like, um, I you? think, I think I needed them. Yeah. Yeah, but that's just purely because of the way I'm wired. My brain would not have ever let it go, you know. Um, it was worth the price then, even though it was all Yeah, shit. I suppose worth it for me. But again, having said that, I wouldn't recommend it for anybody else. Like, if you, if you find yourself in that situation, just get the fuck out. Any version of that situation, if you're trapped with somebody who's even manipulative and could be that, just keep your wits about you and get the fuck out while the getting's good because life's too short for you to let somebody else control how you live it and, and abuse you over it you know like it's just it's it'll kill your soul is as the ultimate point yeah. um but and kill your optimism about humans real quick yeah so on the subject of of souls being killed um let's move on to uh the conclusion of the situation with the little girl overseas that's a dark way to put that yeah it's a dark thing okay so one night I'm upstairs in my office playing games and I hear this like wail, like this like heart wrenching wail from downstairs, you know, and I'm like, what the fuck was that? So I just, you know, hop up, fly down the stairs. She's on her knees in her bedroom with her phone in her hand, like inconsolable, just tears streaming down her face, snot streaming down her face, shaking. It's just like that kind of bitter crying where it's just like open mouth, just ah, like everything yeah. is like the war, like the, like somebody just killed her child right in front of her kind of anguish, you know? Right. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like what happened? And she shows me this, uh, this email about this girl, this little girl overseas. And she's, um, in the hospital with really, really bad pneumonia. And, uh, and they're saying that she's like, it's like, it's not looking good, you know, and that she could die. And so I'm like, okay. Um, so what do we do about that? Like, what do we like, you know? And it was just like, it was like, uh, she said that decisions are going to have to be made if it progressed to a certain point, you know, or it's just like, like they need people to be making calls as her, as her guardians, you know? And, um, she was like, we need to just go there. Like we should be there for this. Like, you know, this is something we have to go there for. And I was just like, 
okay, so just catch the next plane to Austria? Like, <laughs> like well, I'm okay. Like, we'll go, I'll, I'll go pack a bag right now if that's what we're doing, you know? And so... So throughout the course of the next couple hours, I'm literally packing a bag, making sure my passport's good to go, trying to figure out itineraries and shit. And, um, and then she gets another email that, that the kid passed away already and died and, uh, is understandably just completely inconsolable. And that became that entire night and the next several weeks of just you know de- dealing with that and uh i felt all kinds of weird about it because i was like i had, i had, this was several months after i had gotten used to the idea of like this kid being some some part of my life for the foreseeable future like e- even if only in the sense that i'm responsible for her well-being well-being from afar you know so i'm like wow okay so you took the responsibility seriously though i did yeah, yeah. and so like I, and i just got used to it and then and then suddenly it was like quickly and tragically gone you know and i was like holy shit that hit you some kind of way yeah it did you know and obviously it seemed to hit her a lot harder like everything did i'm pretty stoic about stuff most of the time but uh but it was uh it was pretty gnarly to have to deal with and it was one of those things where i was like i don't really have a lot of people to talk to about it either because it's just so far past the edge of the map in a lot of people's like day to day, you know, and it requires me to explain so much shit that it's just like, <laughs> I'm not going to dump that on somebody else just so they can understand my temporary anguish, you know? So it's just kind of something that I sat with. If um, anything happens like that in the future, I'm pretty sure I can speak for Jeff. You should tell, you can talk to us. But. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, at the time I didn't really know you Zach very much. And I knew Jeff a little bit, but it was still it was still kind of early on at that point for you and me too. Like we talked about it, as I recall, but it was after the fact. It wasn't like during. I don't right, think. Right. Yeah, but You're yeah, just way out of your element. I remember you guys getting ready to go. Yeah, you're lucky you had your two friends that were with you. From what I, or your brother yeah. at least, and yeah, like, I mean, yeah, like I said, without without my brother especially, I don't think I would have made it through that whole thing. Because we're way off, and yeah. like it must have felt isolated from the world in some extremely, sense. yeah. And so it was you and he, and a co- and and the bass player in my band mm-hmm. was was living there too, yeah. And <laughs> and his daughter was there sometimes. <laughs> yeah, our house is a very 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 strange house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so so that was a, a a big major event that left a, a mark on the whole dynamic, um, and it like it just became another tool to bludgeon me with over time. You know, once the initial shock had faded, it was just like another thing that was somehow weirdly my fault. Whenever she would get drunk and belligerent, you know, and she'd throw it in my face at the weirdest possible times. You wasn't know? there now more money supposed to be coming out of that? for her yes because now the sole beneficiary of his estate that she was the trustee of was dead so all of his estate reverted to her and by extension to me eventually which included properties all over the fucking map and a couple of cars and several more millions of dollars like we're talking like hundreds of millions of dollars at this point (laughs) And again, shit that I was shown paperwork on, you know. Right. And so, think bills had been paid. Even yeah. If it had been late, it still yeah. came. You saw the ground. And I'm still, home. I'm still, like, some part of me is like, there's no fucking way. Like, throughout all of this, like, some part of me is like, no fucking way. 
But like you say, when all the rest of the pieces lined up, as far as I could tell, I didn't have any way to refute it. Literally created her own paper trails for all of these little lies on her own. Not just one day over time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And if it was ever something she hadn't created that I was pushing to see, like I was like, I don't know, fuck it. It's worth the fight for me because I know she's going to get indignant and like what you don't trust me kind of bullshit or some version of that you know and and I would push for one sometimes in like a bid to play chess with her I'd be like well I need to see that like I, that's something I need to see like you can't I can't just take your word for that like it doesn't matter if I trust you or not you have to show me that and then she would just spiral and conveniently not show me then and then the next day she'd be like fine here you know it's like yeah I stayed up and fucking made it Photoshopped. yeah pretty yeah. much you know that's a dedicated like, liar and I'm like, well, she didn't know anything about Photoshop until Shaden came along. She's like, this motherfucker's <laughs> pushing me. I'm Photoshopping tutorialing for four hours tonight. Yeah, it's marketable skill. She could have made a good living after all this. She could have been an actress, really. I mean, <laughs> dude. Yeah, hundred okay. percent. To come she up with have. those tears out of nothing, wild. So, but again, convincing herself that it was true in her head. She well, see, we haven't got to that point that. yet. Sorry. I mean, we all we all assume <laughs> we all assume that this child doesn't exist. I think yeah. everybody's like, it's probably not a real real kid. Yeah. It'll, did I? Can we go there? Yeah. <laughs> Tell me the answer. I fucked that up already. So. Yeah. No. no, that's okay. We can go there. Like I said, someday maybe I'll be a masterful enough storyteller to fucking I'm tell this without giving away all the, we all the did juicy it. bits we, until the we end. We really did. I'm sorry. Um, but no, that was part of my... So I'll, I'll give this away right now because there's enough context that it'll still be satisfying. But when I, when I left that situation, which I'll get into the details of at the end, but when I left that situation... There was sitting in my safe this entire time a manila envelope that was fairly full, a sealed envelope that was apparently full of a bunch of incriminating shit about her family that was trying to extort her inheritance back from her. And it was apparently one of the main reasons why they couldn't be more aggressive in doing so was because she had dirt on their family business and like shitty practices that they had done. I know, right? So, but it was sitting in my safe. For this entire saga. What movie is this, listeners? I know one of you knows. <laughs> find it's, it. Yeah, find it. This is a movie. Yep. <laughs> and dude, she pulled a lot of source material from movies and TV shows. I've like later, like just shit that I happened to not have seen at the time, right. but like I've seen it since. And I'm like, hey, <laughs> this is Ocean's 13. <laughs> I lived this movie. <laughs> Jet Li's going to jump out and punch <laughs> me in the dick in a second. Yeah. But so when I left the situation, um, I kind of, I kind of, gave my brother a little bit of warning i was like you need to not be here because i'm tearing the whole thing down like I've, i got what i need and i'm taking it all down dude he was like okay good luck <laughs> <laughs> you know <laughs> i'll go get you some ketchup chips if you want to feel better and some timbits yeah <laughs> so i took that manila envelope out of my safe she wasn't there because as soon as i pulled the cover off of everything she just like split in the middle of the night was gone right but so she wasn't there and I pulled that thing out of my safe and I ripped it open and I shit you not it was full of a pile of junk mail and opened envelopes that she like pulled out of the mailbox and just stuffed in there it was like, just it was like ads for shit. Fred Meyer and shit you know and yeah <laughs> just like opened junk mail and uh, I was like fucking knew it like fuck it I was like oh you bitch you know so <laughs> in my safe yeah and so I had a bunch of other answers at this point and one of them was in regards to that kid because uh as competent as she was at lying I was much more tech savvy mm-hmm. so she was not aware that I could uh, reverse search images on Google 
And so I took the pictures that she had shown me uh, that I had saved of this little girl overseas, mm-hmm. and I ran them through the Google image search. Like it's a Walmart the, model for a picture frame. It was a. It was. They were from different blogs of like people that do children's haircuts. The exact photos. Fuck. So I printed them out. <laughs> With the advertisement. Yep, I printed them out. I I I printed out uh, some Shit. other some other evidence that I had fucking gathered that was enough for me to be like, you also don't have cancer. And uh, I remember and, being part of that. And yeah, and I left it all on her bed in her bedroom the day that I left there for good. And I sent her a text uh, to the phone that she had on my phone plan still. Fucking. <laughs> 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 but I sent her a text, and I was I was like, uh, this is the last time you're going to talk to me. Send me that phone back, or I'll. I'll take it to claims court and I'll get it back that way. And uh, I don't ever want to hear from you again. And I left everything I have to say on your bed. You need to clean your shit up. (laughs) (laughs) So, so that was the whole punchline, but that's how, so yes, that's the answer to your question. That girl was, was, that girl was a total, total and complete life. Start to finish. I mean, that's not cat. What is that? I mean, that's fraud. That's she defrauded you. Sometimes. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's not sociopathic. That's a fucking psychopathic. Yeah, yeah it really is. I mean, yeah. the amount of work that yeah. she put in. Just those tears, like the snot tears, tears and, and stuff. Oh yeah, that's yeah. impressive though. That's like a fucking. That's like another kind of. Like I said, another dimension of creature. That's like, oh, I can take this guy for a ride if I cry hard enough. Yeah. Yeah. So Fuck. that. Uh, so now I'm going to fill in the one, one, one last really big piece and then we can just kind of pick at details and talk about, you know, we'll do some debriefing, but yeah. this, this, uh, this last big piece for me was probably the, the worst out of all of it. Um, I mean, it's something that I still struggle with actually, but, um, Everybody that knows me personally knows that I've never really had a desire to have kids. I like kids I like other people's kids. It's just not what I want to spend the majority of my time on. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, one morning I, I woke up and I came down and she was all in a weird mood and upset. And, and she told me that uh, she had taken a pregnancy test and that she was pregnant. And like, I was like... I guess that's possible like we've slept together a few times you know and the time frame matches up as far as I can tell so I was just like like how pregnant you know like pregnant as in like morning after kind of pregnant and right. she's like that's not pregnant how that, like the horseshoe yeah. was close right yeah. <laughs> like, like and and uh she's like that's not how morning after pills work and I was like oh, okay <laughs> but, <laughs> but um so that was uh, extremely complicated because at this point she had, based on the prognosis that she told me, she had no more than six months left to go and was deteriorating. And like there were days, whole days that she would spend in bed and like I'd have to take, you know, cater to her every need kind of shit on her, on her air quote, bad days. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so this is when she tells me that she's pregnant and I'm terrified for obvious reasons, but also. I feel like there is no choice. Like it's a zero sum game because there's no way that her or this child would survive even if she wanted to try. So I'm like, there's only one avenue to travel here. And I think that you know that. And I 
know that that's not easy and we'd probably be having a different conversation if this wasn't our reality, but it is. And we need to be responsible about this because as far as I'm concerned, this now means that I'm faced with the decision of losing you or you and a child at the same time. And I know which one I prefer if I have to choose between those two fucking awful options. So that was a very long day of emotionally going back and forth. And then uh, the next morning she had me drive her in to the hospital to get an abortion and had me way downstairs and blah, 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 blah. And uh, took care of her for the rest of the day and you know, just kind of tiptoed around for the rest of the week. But she told me that um, during the procedure, they determined that it was going to be twins. Hmm. Which I was like, I don't know. I don't know shit about this, right? And she right. knows I don't, you know, and I'm not, I'm not going to, at this point, I'm not in the mood to go and fucking like assume that she's like, because like by this point, I assumed she's lying about everything. But with this, I was like, well, this Why not is, go this the extra is, mile with the fucking... I was going right. to name him Luke and Leia. Yeah, Shade dude. in your favorite movies. <laughs> right, <laughs> fucking A. So, uh, I found out later through some sleuthing and some help from Monique, actually, for, to give me some, like, so... Between Monique and, and my sociopath's mother, who works in the medical field, I was able to learn enough about the finer workings of these things because like i'm not a fucking expert on abortion it's not something that's ever been on my radar you know so but i learned enough to know that the steps that we went through were not they didn't add up for if that had actually been the case so it was another thing that she fabricated but at the time you guys went to the place, and you guys and you sat downstairs. But yeah. she sat there. And Didn't you guys went, come to my house? But that we night? went to yeah. Well, that weekend, that the weekend. following weekend, yeah. Um, the we went to the hospital, like the hot, like we went to Deaconess Hospital. Like anybody who lives in Spokane knows, that, like that's where we went for this procedure, which is not where one would normally go for such things. Mm-hmm. Um. She was upstairs for about a half hour. Really? Which also is not correct. Mm-mm. And she was very insistent that I stayed in the downstairs lobby and not come up with her because she wanted her privacy. So, and she used to work at Deaconess. So she literally like rode the elevator up and hung out up there for about a half hour until she lost her nerve thinking that I might come up looking for her and then came back down and put on the show, you know? Mm-hmm. Fuck, Um, so in my, uh, like even, even learning later that it was a farce, the damage was already done for me. Cause like I went through the entire grieving process of losing not one, but two kids before they ever had a chance to be in existence at all, you know? And it like fucked me up really, really bad. And I since like, I mean, I felt this way about a lot of shit in this situation, but uh, there was I couldn't I couldn't talk to anybody about that. I like I didn't have it in me. Like I talked to my brother. That was it, you know. And he was already run so fucking ragged by the rest of the shit that's been going on. It was just kind of like, you know, two guys with their legs blown off in the trenches. Like, are you fucked up? Yeah, me too. Okay, <laughs> good talk. You know, like <laughs> I think my arm got blown off just now. My heart broke. <laughs> right. Yeah, well. So, so. 
like to this day, I still, I still feel like I, like that happened to me, you know, like even, like even finding out that that wasn't the case didn't change it for me. I still, I went through it anyway, you know? So, um, you had to deal with the end time trauma of that. Yeah. And, and I, I still do like, it it fucks with me to this day sometimes, you know, like it's just like, and it's, it's like, it's almost worse knowing that it didn't actually happen because now I have all this trauma that's tied to bullshit. Like, and I know that it's bullshit, but it doesn't change the fact that it still fucked me up the exact same way because I believed it was real at the time. And she did that to me yeah. on purpose. Yeah. And, and that's fucking evil. Evil. I would, I would. <laughs> that's the only way to describe that as evil. Yeah. There's, there aren't words to describe how much I would, I would take pleasure in, in, in her ultimate downfall after that like there's no there's there's there, that that above all else that she did to me is the thing that leads to me never ever ever being able to forgive this person no matter what and you know i've i've had a couple of people trying to be helpful you know telling me that i should forgive you know just just so i can have closure and let it go and i'm like no 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 because that's not there's some things that you 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 need to hang on to like that because that's something that will never ever happen to me again you know, and, and she doesn't, she doesn't get to be absolved and I'm not going to allow myself to put that down and walk away from it and let it, let those lessons get cold because they're too valuable. I, I would agree that sometimes in forgiveness, there's forgetfulness. There is. Yeah. Because, Especially over Because time. you tend to rationalize what happened to you intentionally by somebody else. So you minimize it so you can deal with it and then you can get caught up in it again. It'd be different. Yeah. Maybe, maybe if there was some justice that actually came for real. Right. Maybe because this person just still just on to the next, on yeah. to the next scam, on to the next destroying somebody's fucking three years, four years, however long. Yeah. I do have some information about what happened to her after our whole thing that I can share when we get there. But yeah. so, yeah, so that kind of, all of that, I mean, those are, those were the big ones. And like, we got to a point where like, like, like you said, Jeff, we came over to your house for a little house gathering, like the weekend after that whole fake abortion thing happened. And she made a little scene in your kitchen about that. Yeah. With some big scene as I recall. Yeah. Actually. It's something that I was trying really hard to stay away from. And people were like getting mad at me, you know, like, why aren't you in there addressing this? Like, she's your girlfriend. I'm like, first of all, no, she's not. Right. <laughs> right. And, and second of all, I, I'm not like, I'm going through some shit too. And nobody gives a fuck because she's a drama queen and I don't want to, I can't contend with this right now. So I'm going to sit in here with my friend and I'm going to play guitar. <laughs> and the only one that got mad at you was the only other sociopath in the room. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That was my sociopath. Yep. We'll get to that. Story at some point. <laughs> right. Don't yeah. worry guys. That's more. It's a good one too. Yeah. But, yeah. Good. That's true. But you guys were there that night too. Yeah. Zach, I remember. Zach and Monique, you were both there and, yeah. uh, Monique kind of got drawn into the situation in the kitchen. She's a medical person, so all this medical talk just is like right. a favorite treat. Right? And so, so yeah, when she I had a little girl, girl boner over, medical yeah, she's talk. like, "Ooh, yeah. I, oh, cancer! And, tell me about it." And so when I finally talked pregnancy. to Monique about it, she was like, "Oh, sweetheart, listen, you know," and like explained a bunch of shit to me. And she's like, "That that does not compute. No version of that computes." Like, I'm sorry to, I'm not sorry to tell you, but like, I know it's wild, but that's that's not what happened. You, you know, know? When Monique told me what she saw in the bathroom. Like you, sh- or what she didn't see, I guess. Like the, the, the what are they called? The cancer treatment. Oh yeah, yeah. The, um, oh, port. So, well, the port. port. The yeah. port. Yeah. Well, so yeah. it's like there's very specific like 
Want me to interject here a little yeah, bit? Yeah. So that's yeah. kind of where I'm like, you are so fucking full of shit. Cause she was mm-hmm. talking about getting, she called a port and like, well, I'm like, is it a Hickman? Is it a du- double Hickman? She's like, yeah, it's a double Hickman. I'm like, oh, well, let me take a look at it. She pulls out this fucking thing out of her chest. that's just kind of like this a little bit of rubber tube tubing that had, yeah. yeah. I'm like, that is not, that is not what it is. She didn't know that I had a child with cancer that right. had yeah. to go through all this stuff. And like, mm-hmm. I, like, I went through two bone marrow transplants with this kid. Right. None of this is fucking real. I need to talk to Shaden about this. Mm-hmm. This is bullshit. Mm-hmm. There was more to that conversation, but because that's, that's ultimately that's when I came over because she didn't know what my background was. Yeah, and I got to destroy her on your porch, and I loved it. Yeah. I, I want to hear that part too. Yeah, yeah, we'll get to that because like, so this was this is all that that abortion thing, and then the the static that happened at Jeff's house after was the beginning of the end. Like that's where it all started to kind of start unraveling because she couldn't because she couldn't keep up with it anymore because she had been abusing alcohol for so long that her her wits were getting shitty and uh, her her judgment right. her judgment was also getting more shitty you can't and, lie like this for very and long. i was yeah, right. not abusing alcohol at the time because i was like if i allow myself to do that i'm not coming back from this you know so i was like i just smoked a lot of weed you know <laughs> but Fair enough. but um uh yeah so so yeah things started to come apart at the seams a little bit and like by this point i'm already like i don't know i don't know how much of this is real and how much isn't you know but i know that something's deeply and truly fucked here and i just by default don't believe anything so i was just treating everything as highly suspect and then when i started having like people like monique and particularly jeff and then my my dad and and my brother you know my brother was there for the whole thing so he shared all my misgivings you know (laughs) and and then some because he's uh his own running he's he's a little bit more of a savage when it comes to judging people than i am which is which is surprising because he's a very sweet guy but like he's like if you cross certain lines with my brother you're done for like that's it and he will be a total savage after he brought that. me ketchup <laughs> chips i'm thankful yeah you're in his good I, books i, I like, I like <laughs> him too i think he likes you more than me <laughs> he, does bring you he definitely likes chips. jeff more than me <laughs> <laughs> yeah so so it was it was um these people that i had in my corner that ultimately kind of helped me get get to the end of things here but like there was she would do all kinds of weird shit man like just trying to keep up with the lie of her illness like that became the biggest struggle because by this point she should be almost dead Mm -hmm. right like the clock has been running down and it's like you should be and like she looked shittier she'd lost a bunch of weight and looked haggard as fuck because she was just abusing alcohol all the time you know and like who know probably pills too Right. You know, like, cause she had pill bottles around all the time and it's like, it's cancer medication. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck it is. You know? So we know it's not that. <laughs> right. No, you yeah. know? So, so fuck. She would like, she would like burn herself on her chest after leaving the house Fucking what? so that she could claim they were radiation burns from getting a radiation treatment. That gave me goosebumps, man. Yeah, oh, so much of the story gives me goosebumps where it's like, fuck these people. 15 million mo- <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. that's in america only in america they're out there they're this is everywhere. a true ghost story people <laughs> it's a true monster story yeah so um yeah dude it just i'm i'm trying to see if there's any like super ultra crazy details so so i started having these really really gnarly panic attacks at, by this point like i was just so like uh, there was a day where i was driving with my my bass player who was living with me downtown somewhere and he like 
looked over at me. He's like, can you pull over real quick? And I was like, sure. So I pull over and he's like, dude, I got to talk to you about some shit and you're not going to like it. And I was like, oh, don't, don't do this to me right now. You know? Yeah. I got some more bad news for you, buddy. You know, <laughs> Have but, a seat. but so he just Hold started, up. he just started laying out like this situation, um, where he had caught my sociopath in like a really blatant lie that was like not a small deal, you know, it was something, it was a small deal in the grand scheme of things, but it was something that like, he was like, there's no way dude, like she's lying. And I think she's lying about other shit too. And I'm sitting in the driver's seat, like shaking uncontrollably. Cause I'm just, I'm having a fucking panic attack listening to him talk about all this shit. And I, he's like, dude, are you okay? And I'm like, no, I'm not okay because my life, I completely right agree. And what, what the fuck do I do? You know, like what I, <laughs> he's like, Oh fuck. I know the pentatonic scale, bro. <laughs> right. You know, like I just Pokemon, like I kind of had a meltdown in front of him, which is like the worst for me. Like anybody who's ever had to deal with, you know, chronic anxiety and panic attacks, like it happening when you're around people that you can't get away from is the worst possible scenario. Like I have to be able to escape or it's going to be way worse, you know, cause yeah. I feel, I feel shame on top of it, you know, which is is irrational it's unfortunate especially when it's somebody that yeah you know somebody that like, cares about you it's irrational to feel that shame but your brain's already attacking you you know so it's like oh yeah that too <laughs> you piece of shit you know so so he was like well something's got to give man you know and i was like i know but i'm trying to figure it out and i don't know what to do you know and so like we kind of just left it at that but but um so i called my dad uh and I was just like that. I'm, I explained everything to him, all my theories, all the crazy shit that didn't add up, all the, all the things that she had been putting me through. And he was like, you need to come up here. He was living in Canada still at the time. He's like, you need to get yourself up here. You need some maple syrup. Yeah. He's like, you need to get yourself up here and you and me are going to go on a trip. He's like, but you need to find it. And like, I didn't have a car. I was still just driving her car. And like, so that means whenever I go on a trip, she goes on a trip and I'm like, I don't know how to do that. And but I'll figure it out, you know? And he's like, I'll come get you if I have to. And I was like, well, give me a, give me a day, you know, I'll figure it out. So my brother had to go up to Canada that weekend for, uh, he needed his maple syrup yeah, sorry, to get, to get ketchup sorry. chips to restock. <laughs> so he went up there to, uh, to work a little bit. And, um, I convinced him to just let me ride along with him, you know, and he can drop me off at my dad's place. Right. And I told her that I was just going for the weekend and that I wanted some time with my dad. So I like, I had to fight to convince her not to try to come, yeah, you know? Sure. And I was like, it's fine. Just stay here. The spell only works when you're in proximity with her really. Right. The further yeah. away you get the smoke source of clear. Yeah. So, so I did. And my dad and I went on a, uh, a trip to some famous ski town up in British Columbia that I can never remember the name of not Whistler, but another one. Anyway, very nice. Just took a road trip, got some time, hashed out some shit, and then uh, we were staying in a hotel, and I woke up in the middle of the night uh, from a dead sleep, already having a panic attack. Uh -huh. And, and like, I'm in the bed in the same room next to, you know, my dad's bed's right next to mine, you know? And I'm just like... It's <laughs> like, bathroom now, you know? So I just, like, go in the bathroom feeling like I'm literally going to die. I'm like, this is how I'm going to just, this is going to, this is, this is the stupid last chapter to my stupid <laughs> life. I'm going to die in a hotel bathroom and my dad's never going to get over it. <laughs> Cause <laughs> he's right in the next room. He's going to find me. And this, this is the, this is, 
perfect, you know? And so I'm just like, you know, so that's, I'm in there for, you know, and then my dad wakes up, you know, and he sees the light on the bathroom and he's knocking on the door like, Hey dude, you're in there. And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, are you all right? And I'm like, no, <laughs> you know? And so ultimately open the door and then I get that have the genuine pleasure of having a full blown panic attack in front of my dad, you know, the guy that I look up to the most in the world, which is uh, a nightmare. And, um, that was the first time he'd ever really seen me as an adult have uh, like a serious meltdown like that. And at the time he'd never really experienced anything like that by his own admission. So he was just kind of like, shit, dude, you know, like, I mean, I, I'm not going to try to speak to how, how he felt about it, but I'm sure it was like, I mean, my dad, I, he loves me more than anything in the world, you know, like, I mean, dads are supposed to, but it's especially true for my dad. Like he fucking, I'm, I'm the center of his universe. So seeing me like that over the situation, I'm sure broke his heart made him want to kill people like it it visibly shook him you know and so that was like that was kind of the last straw for me i was like okay when i get back i gotta i gotta sort this shit out and it has to end like i can't it's if it's starting to affect people like my dad that i love this much it's got to be over with you know kona thinks so too yeah she's (laughs) i'm gonna leave that one in because it felt like a worthy bark (laughs) 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 um so yeah so that was, I, I got a little bit of a reprieve. It was hard, you know, but I, I kind of came back with a, somewhat of a game plan. And um, so I started uh, reaching out to Jeff a little bit more, trying to hang out more. And um, I'm not, I don't really remember what led to you coming over that night. I don't, re- well, it was during the day. I remember that. Yeah. It was, kinda, it was it a winter went morning. It went had, on into the evening, I think, right? Yeah. I'd only been at that other place not too long. Mm-hmm. Um where I was living, I was living by, yeah, by myself. In fact, my sociopath was pissed that I wouldn't let her move in. So I was trying to, <laughs> That's break, right, I was yeah. actually trying to break ties with her at that time. Right. Um, <laughs> Damn it. The first time. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, you and I just got talked and you started to have a panic attack while we were talking. Yeah. And it I, I, became I the, the biggest thing I just remembered, I just said, Shaden, here's what you're going to do. You're going to get all your shit. You're going to throw it in the back of my truck and you are going to live with me today not tomorrow (laughs) not tonight right fucking now we're filling up my truck with whatever we can get and you're never coming back here you know what a lot of people are missing in their lives a jeff yeah a lot of people don't have a jeff in their lives yeah because i was there when you put the envelope on the bed yep oh oh yes it was sweet was it it was was that like for you it was the smallest bit of vindication that i could have gotten out of it but goddamn it it felt so good (laughs) i was just like the truth will out Bitch, would you, you have know? rather been able to talk to her one last time? Or so I, happy so to? I did, I did. Okay. So, so that that night, I told the, because I think, as I recall, I was like, well, I got, I need to, I need to handle shit tonight, and then tomorrow, okay. You well, know? she so, blew you up on text, right? So as soon I, as she saw all that shit. Well, and, oh yeah, yeah. Here's yeah, another thing I, I forget. I, I can't remember if she was there that day or if it was the day before that I'd come over, and that's when I, we were all on that. Bed, the, I said the porch, but the back patio. Yeah. And she started talking about some of her cancer shit. And I had, I mean, I had legit questions. I'm interested in the subject based on my life. And I just started asking her some really, really basic questions that she should have been able to answer, or I at least knew what the answer should have roughly been. Mm-hmm. And she looked at me like, I don't know what the fuck you're even talking about. And when she did that, I remember her leaving and I, and I looked at you and I said, she's fucking lying. Yeah. She does not have cancer. Dude. Well, 
I was standing there spectating for this and I was watching her squirm, you know, and by this point I was fully convinced that she was full of shit about everything. So like watching, cause I was like, I spar with her all the time, but like she's used to my shit, you know, it's like watching you do it. And like, she wasn't prepared to contend with the shit that you were doing. It was just like, yeah, I interviewed it was, people it was like, living, it right? was like mm-hmm. me watching somebody come in and just stick it to the heavyweight champ. And I'm just sitting on the sidelines going, yeah, yeah. That champ's a Get dick. Yeah. Hit her again. <laughs> I, get, I get murders to confess on roads on the on con curbsides like right. this yeah i got you mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> yeah well, give us some details on that if you can uh, like what was that what was that night like i mean what, what was something that uh was what did you catch on first well it was really it was just it started with with the 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 catheter mm-hmm. for her right. medications and then mm-hmm. and then she wasn't taken into this medications she didn't really have a reason to even have it and then it was moved from it, she would move it from side to side and nobody caught on to that either. And then she's trying to show me radiation burns, like their cigarette, like radiation doesn't burn like that. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and, and her cancer was supposed to have attacked her spine and been all through her back and through her body. And yeah, like, was chordoma supposed to be like from the base of her neck down to the base of her sense. spine? And she just didn't have any knowledge of what she was talking about. Mm. Fun fact though, she did have a really big fucking lump behind her ear, like mm-hmm. a big hard nodule of something, mm-hmm. which was, that was always her like part of her. She's like, it's going to grow into my brain eventually. And that's probably what will kill me. And just, I'm going to have hallucinations and shit. But it was like, it was a legit fucking weird ass lump. Whatever, you know? It was and a gummy bear. I'm just yeah, like, I'm like, it was big dude. It was like a fucking ping pong ball sized hard, like protruding. Like you could see it from, if you saw her from the back with her hair tied up, you know? So, it, it, so that's the, probably what gave her the idea. The more right? I asked her, the more defensive she got with what I was asking or not offended just defensive mm-hmm. almost pretending like you don't know what you're talking about and right. it's like but I fucking do and I'm <laughs> confident in what I know and you can't answer the questions and yeah. she ultimately got frustrated she got had something super heated dude yeah, you went super home with her heated. That I got so well it was at my house that it happened oh, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, different okay, okay. yeah so so she fuck we got in a big fight about that shit after <laughs> Jeff left which I was prepared for I was like I know that was but I'm just like well explain it to me any better than you explained it to him and I'll take your side but like what the fuck you know and so <laughs> oh, man what a conversation <laughs> yeah so so she you know as she does she stormed into her room and had a bunch of booze in there and it just became a bunch of bullshit texts and like doors locked i'm like i'm not gonna kick it down <laughs> you know it's so like okay that's i'll just take this as a small victory for tonight and you know continue to address it but she did there was other weird shit that fell apart too like there was this window a little side window that looked out onto the patio that was kind of covert you know and this the, the whole her ex marine husband or ex husband came up again near the end of all this it was like another last ditch effort to like throw another thing into the mix you know the ninjas back and so I was she didn't know but I was sitting there at the window watching her sitting outside by herself on the back patio for about twenty minutes she took the gummy bear out of her neck <laughs> and replaced it she was like nom, nom, nom. <laughs> um and she was just sitting there on her phone. The whole time I was just watching her just to see what she was doing because I was like deeply trying to catch her in her bullshit at this point right and then and then she starts texting me you know and I'm texting her back and uh she was like well I'm I'm out here talking to his CO right now he came by you know and I'm like I'm like oh okay I'll come out and talk to him too and then between that and there she's like well he just left you know and I'm like did he <laughs> did I, did he indeed? Is he a squirrel? I saw a squirrel. <laughs> right? Like 
So little shit like that where like she really started slipping near the end and I was just, and it was always like, you couldn't even, even in that moment calling her out on that, I was like, I was standing at that window for 20 minutes and it was just like, well, he left before that. Like it was just always some implausible <laughs> fucking thing. I told you guys about the juice, the wine juice argument. Did I mention that already? Cause that was a really funny story. That doesn't, I remember it, but you that doesn't remember. Talk, oh, this is probably my favorite story to tell about this whole thing. And it's <laughs> funny. It's funny. So this will be our little moment of, of levity here. Okay. So in the, in the height of her, you know, a, being a crazy person, abusing alcohol and then telling me that she was going to not drink anymore and me saying, I'm going to hold you accountable this happened then right so this is in that time slice i'm upstairs gaming and she's down making dinner and usually i'll come down and we'll all eat together right why not it's nice so this night she's like uh i'm gonna bring you guys both up a plate my brother and i were upstairs gaming you know and uh i was like you don't have to do that like we'll come down i gotta do laundry anyway and she's just like no no, no it's fine i'll just bring it up for you real and quick. so so i'm like me <laughs> real quick all this her cooking stuff it makes me think of like we've done a bunch of dipshit files on poisoners and stuff. Oh, dude! Like, goddamn, it crossed She's, my mind. Right? I mean, it certainly probably crossed her mind too. Right? It had to have at the end. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, go ahead. I was really fucked up. I think it was mostly stress, but you never know. Maybe she was. <laughs> no, 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 you know. Dude. But uh, so anyway, she insisted. She brings you uh, brings up a plate and gives me like a little shoulder rub and like you doing good and you need anything else you know and I'm just like no this is great thanks you know. And, I was like, what are you doing down there? She's like, oh, I'm just going to clean up the kitchen and listen to some music. And I was like, you want some help? Like, I'll just eat and come down and help. She's like, no, I got it. Just have fun. So I'm just like, it's I'm like, up. all my alarm bells are fucking yeah, going off. You know, I'm, sure. just, I'm just like, what are you hiding? Are you you know? independent? Something's yeah. wrong. So, so I was like, I was like, actually, I think I want to have a, uh, I had, I don't know, I was, some drinks that I was drinking, some energy drinks or something. I was like, I think I want to have one of those. So I'm going to, I'm going to come down. I want to bring my laundry down anyway. And like, didn't give her an option. I was like, I'm going to follow you back down, see what you're hiding mm-hmm. or not, you know, <laughs> so, just photoshopping. The so, I, so I fucking, so I grabbed my, my laundry and, uh, and I follow her down and she goes down ahead of me and her, her bedroom was like right off the base of this, where the stairs ended. And so she gets down ahead of me and then she's like, in the door frame, like hand up high on the door frame and like her other hand on her hip and just like leaning like the most awkward looking casual don't look in my room <laughs> lean <laughs> than I've ever seen. And I was just like, so that's where she's hiding it. I was like, okay. So I went past, put my laundry in the, you know, must continue the ruse. Right. So mm-hmm. put my laundry in the washing machine, started it, got my drink out of the fridge. And then on the way back, she's in her room and she's standing next to her bed and in front of her nightstand petting one of the dogs we had two three dogs at the time (laughs) um she's petting one of them that's up on the bed and i'm like perfect so i walk in there and to pet the dog also i'm like hi bailey you know and i kind of like look past her (laughs) onto her nightstand and she's got a wine glass half full of white wine you know sitting there and i'm like yeah well surprise surprise you know and so i was just like what are you drinking? <laughs> and, like, and immediately indignant. She's like, it's juice. And I was like, doesn't look like juice. <laughs> in a wine glass? And then she just starts getting in my face like, you just, you're just, you're always assuming the worst of me and you're being a total asshole, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, let me see it. <laughs> She's like, I cannot believe you right now. I was like, give it to me. <laughs> so, so she just like sits on the bed and I picked it up, smelled it. And I'm like, 
smells like wine <laughs> she's like it's juice in like the snotty she's like it's juice and i'm like okay technically she's correct so i take a sip of it and i'm like <laughs> this is kool-aid i'm like that's wine and she was like it's juice i'm like i just put it in my mouth at this point we're <laughs> shouting at each other because i'm like just admit it like I, I don't care i care less about you drinking than i do about you fucking lying to my face right now okay and i need you to understand that so i was like i was like i just put it in my mouth <laughs> i was like you why are you lying like it's, it's a special kind of juice from belgium <laughs> like you're telling me it's juice and i very clearly know that it's not like you're be this is crazy That's behavior hardcore and gasoline. and and she goes then, so then she goes well, there was juice in there before, and I was like, "Before what? It fermented? Like, what are you fucking talking about?" I, I, I drank juice out of that glass once. <laughs> yeah, Dude, what I meant was, therefore, it's always juice a juice glass. glass. Yeah. It was just like the most. If I can encapsulate her reaction to being caught in bad behavior in one interaction, that's it. That's it, man. <laughs> it's juice. I'm drinking. She wine. just. She just. That was just her. Having no chance to prepare, thought thought she had the situation under control, and I took control away from her. And even still, she was just like panic, lie, 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 mm -hmm. double down, double down. It's actually your fault that I'm drinking. That's how it ended up. And I'm just like, holy fuck, <laughs> you you're out of your mind. Going, and then you go. How do you go back to your gaming? Like <laughs> that was <laughs> angrily. Mario <laughs> Kart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the uh, I have a. a shitload of self-control after living through that situation like there's <laughs> the amount of the amount of patience and long suffering it took to not do something that would have ended with me in jail <laughs> you probably learned in some of those situations what did, you, what did you learn what's your what was your takeaway from stay away from manipulative sociopaths <laughs> <laughs> well, you learned a lot about yourself too. at any cost yeah i did i so learned about all the to i learned about all the dark parts of myself because it brought it all out like everything all the worst parts of me came out at some point during this experience all of them have you heard of i mean when you watch movies and you see a, a character do you ever kind of go oh yeah fuck yep they nailed it yep yeah, I bet. Yeah. Yeah, and people like to be cute all the time and talk about like getting familiar with your, you know, your demons or your dark side or your, you yeah, know, your monster and like we're learn learning how to dance with it. It's and I'm just like I can always tell when somebody's just parroting lines or when they've actually done that because my monster's standing over my shoulder every single day. <laughs> Cuz I I like it ate me and puked me back up and then we became <laughs> friends. You know what I mean? Like I fucking, I'm intimately familiar with the inside and outside of my fucking monster, dude. That's a, such a good way to put that. It ate me and puked me back. You get one more chance. Bitch. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, uh, I mean, and there's value in that for sure. Like, I don't mean to downplay it by being silly about it. Cause there's like, I don't think that's something not to, this isn't me being egotistical. It's just observation. Um, I don't think a lot of people truly, uh, get that or, or like get that opportunity to, no, they to, to, to learn, meet themselves to, yeah, the to meet themselves in their, at their worst and then, uh, come to terms with it, assimilate it. Yeah. yeah. So I, I had that opportunity. I don't know that I would want it if I knew what was going <laughs> to cost me if I had it to go through again, but it is something that I came out with on the other side and once I manage to heal I am better for it and I am not joking at all when I say that 
never will I ever be fooled in that manner again by anyone ever. I can confidently say that you're looking for. I can see that I don't think shit this affects coming you at from all a mile in away. Relationship. <laughs> <laughs> you're right, Jeff. It's, it's like there's right. probably a good reason why he's looking hard for a future love. <laughs> yeah. Still proudly single. <laughs> you know, I I did have a relationship after that, and it was uh, it was not a not a thing that I was going to spend my life doing, but it was <laughs> comparatively so much more healthy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and sure. it did help me heal a little bit, you know. So there's uh, how long was this from beginning to end now with her? It was a little over three years, I think. Okay, three maybe three and a half. Fuck, and all most of it was in that house, right? Uh, yeah yeah everything all all but the all but the first year i think it was a little less than a year and the rest of it was in that house Mm. yeah go ahead ask your questions i'll tell i'm going to tell you all the things i found out like all the the, i'd rather hear that no let's get into it yeah Yeah. let's Um, go so i called her mom one night she was house sitting for her uh grandmother one of her grandmothers and she was on this she would binge shows like would just watch the same show over and over in the background like constantly like she did it with friends for like a year mm. or to the point where like i saw every episode of friends probably three times just by proxy from it, from it being on you know like yeah <laughs> um but then she got into uh i don't know if you guys are familiar but there's an old show called dr quinn medicine woman oh yeah right jane seymour yeah not a terrible show no right? it wasn't old timey but wholesome it's jane seymour bro and uh she was about it about it for like a couple of solid months just watching that shit over and over and over and over and over and i don't know why that makes this kind of funny but dude, sorry <laughs> no it's this is my, my story's on dr this, quinn's gonna this fight is, the guy this the, is kind of funny jail right? so and this is all relevant i promise so um so i ended up seeing because like i'd come in to check on her before i'd like go to bed or before she would go to bed or something because you know, like i'm still like I'm going to take care of you, whatever. That's the know? underlining like, theme of yeah. this, no matter Yeah. Right. So, because I'm like, I can't prove that you're not dying, so I'm just going to have to behave as though, if I want to get further, I have to continue to behave as though I believe that you're dying. Maybe so I, this is, in your, in your mind, you're like, is this, this is what it looks like when people are dying, they lose their shit. Maybe. Right. Yeah. Did like you, that, 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 cross, that crossed yeah. my mind a lot. Yeah. I mean, I, I, shit, dude, I jumped through every hoop to try and rationalize to what justify, the fuck was going yeah, on. I yeah. Um, I would have too, probably, man. Hey, I yeah. do want to jump in here too. You, you dealt with this for three years. You dealt with a person who literally developed lies, long-term ongoing lies to manipulate you remaining in her life. Mm-hmm. With really no end game other than just to fuck you up and get your attention. Yeah, dude. Yep. Um, and you had to you you had to find some sort of solace in that. Like I allowed this to happen, which really, it's not that you allowed it to happen because you're good hearted and you want to do the right thing. Like it was just kind of the course it took to try to do the right thing for somebody else. Yeah, and it was weird because it went from somewhere along the way, and I can't quite put my finger firmly upon where this change happened, but it went from me being a good kind-hearted person to me being too stubborn to get out of that without like i said getting the getting the answers like my my kind-heartedness went away (laughs) somewhere midway through this whole thing like after 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 one of these abuses that i was subjected to i was like fuck you i hope you do die Mm -hmm. but i need to figure out what's going on here so i'm just going to keep playing the game because I too am a good actor. <laughs> you know, acting. I was like, in Challenge my, in my mind, I was like, I was like, I was pretty, I was like, if she's lying about even half of the stuff that I think she is, she's a monster. And if she's 
the monster, I'm going to be her worst nemesis. I'm going to be the one who slays her. You know, like that's where my brain was, you know, and I was like, (laughs) (laughs) after three years, I don't hubris boys, hubris. So, um, so anyway, circling back, Dr. Quinn, medicine woman, silly name for a fucking show. That's I think what's funny about it. Yeah, (laughs) it is. I agree. So, I ended up seeing lots of these episodes of this show that I really had no interest in at the time, but I was like, oh, it's what you're watching, so I guess it's what I'm watching for a little while. So I saw a bunch of it. Lucky for you, they had some good writers. <laughs> it wasn't all bad. <laughs> so so they, uh, she was house-sitting for her grandmother this night, and um, I start getting text messages, and they start devolving, which tips me off that she's drinking, which does not surprise me at all. But I'm ecstatic to be home by myself. My brother was out of town and my bass player was working all night and so probably going to crash Shane's at some girl's house. Couch. Yeah, he's got a Dude, bottle of lotion. Best night of my life <laughs> that far. I was convinced. I was just like, I don't even care. Text me whatever you want. This is glorious. I am free all right, for tonight. So I'm getting these text messages and I I'm, I'm compulsively can't help but read them, right? Even if I'm not responding, I'm just like, what? what 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 now you know like every my my text alert would raise my blood pressure so i'm like well my my fucking it's already spiked i might as well see what it is you know so fucking so she starts texting me and then it starts getting like a little bit frantic like like she needs help you know but it's unclear as to what's going on so you're naked and completely right i'm like how about grab the keys right now how bad would it be if you had fallen and couldn't get up you know (laughs) (laughs) just give me 10 more minutes (laughs) (laughs) rabbit hole to fall down on pornhub right so so finally you know there is there's still apparently some shred of my good-heartedness that will never die no matter how much (laughs) abuse i'm subjected to because i'm like well if you do die it's not going to be because i fucking allowed it right so i'm just i'm just like what's what's going on like explain yourself clearly like do you need help like what's happening and then it was just like she started saying weird shit like no nobody cares about the children like i do and i'm like i beg what are you talking about (laughs) and then and then she starts i shit you not boys she's sending me a series of text messages as though in seriousness as though she is in the show Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman she's so she's so drunk and out of her mind that she's texting me things as though she's in the show dealing with situations in episodes that I've fucking seen (laughs) (laughs) and I'm like and I'm so I'm sitting there calling her out on it I was like why are you acting like you're in Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman you know I've seen that show right and then it's just became this like violent vitriolic just how dare you, you know, bullshit that wasn't making any sense. And I was like, okay, well, I'm all done. I hope you're not actually in trouble because now I don't care. <laughs> and I still got lotion. Yeah, <laughs> you know, but it was just like, fuck. So bizarre, Imagine dude. Like, like, like rent this porn because you got our cable disconnected. But <laughs> right? I, I don't mean this to be any kind of way other than this is really kind of intriguing to me. I wonder how many of the things in your life you had to deal with that were concocted from fucking TV shows she was watching Dude. at the time. Like, I bet if you went back in time and went, if you could somehow and see the shows that she was watching and find out the plot lines and be like, oh, a kid in Belgium. You can probably. Literally in Belgium. Probably. You know? She you watched can, a lot of, like, obscure foreign <laughs> films, too. So I bet, like, right. if I really dove into that world, I'd probably find all kinds of you source material. You could probably get on General Hospital like, and they're still on the same. <laughs> no shit. This does sound like a Gerard Depardieu movie. God it damn it, dude. Yeah. So that night, I called her mom because I was like, I have free reign of the house. Her mom is a very sweet person. 
Uh, I've I spent had spent lots of times uh, time around her, and she liked me quite a lot. And I was like, if I'm gonna get some some answers, good place to start would be the the woman that raised her. And I was always too afraid to do it because it would come back around. And if that came back around, my life would take a even more of a nosedive, you know. So yeah. I was like, but this night I was like, fuck it. I so got my jerk out. I, I'm uh, you mopped up yeah. all the fucking lotion. So okay. actually, you know what? The more I think about it, she called me. Oh. She she removed the it, it from from my hands because name redacted her weird text messages too, mm. and so she called me once and I ignored it because I thought it was going to be her like guilting me to go over and take care of her and I was like no, but then she called me again after I didn't answer and I was like <sighs> okay so I answered it and um, she was like I need to talk to you about name redacted do you know what's going on and I was like edit. I was doing so well too. I think so. Yeah. Um, she's like, I need to talk to you about Person. Me, yeah, my little sociopath, her daughter. And um and she says, Do you know what's going on? And I was like, Well, not as it pertains to this specific moment, but I can tell you my reasonable suspicion as somebody who lives with her and she was I was like, if you want to hear it, and she was like yeah, I do. I want you to tell me, like, give it to me straight, you know? And so I just spilled. Like, I was just like, here's what's been going on. Here's some examples. Here's what I've seen. Here's what she's told me. Here's what I don't believe and why I don't believe it. And I would really appreciate some insight from you on any of that. And silence she, for a few moments. And, but yeah, but then she was, she cried and she was relieved. Because she was like, I've been look like I wish you would have told me sooner, kind of shit. Because she's like, I've had all these suspicions and no way to get to the bottom of any of them. And between you and me, I think we can hash out a lot of it, you know. And so she started telling me about some of some of this, uh, her kid's childhood, you know. It's really hard not to say her name at this part. So I'm trying to dance around it, but we'll catch like, it in post. She, uh, she would say like when when she was little, and she would get caught lying, it, even as a little kid, she would never admit to it. She would just like double down and get angry, and like to the point where it became like impossibly frustrating raising her because it was just like I just you're holding that thing I told you not to touch, and you're telling me you're not touching it. Like stop it, you know. <laughs> so she was like she's been broken since she was a kid, and I'm not sure why, but. Um, but she's wired that way. And I was like, well, thanks for the heads up, you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> can I tell you about more things that yeah, happened to me? You know, awful, but, awful um, but so her mom also worked in, um, the medical field and, uh, that was my little sociopath's background before she quit because of having a terminal diagnosis. They worked for the same health network. And so I start telling her about, this surgeon that she had a love affair with and the whole thing with his daughter overseas. And she was like, preposterous never happened. I was like, it couldn't happen. Cause I was having an affair <laughs> with him. <So>. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She was like, there was a surgeon by that name, but he was in a different health network. And, and, mm -hmm. um, the only time she ever met him was when he took her, uh, appendix out. Fuck. So real guy, right? Which I knew because I looked him up. Which she must have been impressed with, and that's <laughs> the one, you know. Or it was just the only source of verifiable information that she had because she thought maybe I'd go looking, which I fucking did, you know. So, so she's like, yeah, nope, never happened. Um, 
also not dead. <laughs> I was like, hmm, wild. She's like, yeah, he he left the like the reason you can't find anything about him is because he went elsewhere, <laughs> but he's still alive as far as I know, you know. And um yeah. So yeah. so so that was I was like, well, that's a big fucking piece that I now have confirmed. So thanks for that. And then uh, I was talking to her about her ex-husband, the ex-marine, and and she was like, yeah, she was married to him, but he's not as far as I know, like they had problems, but I don't think he was ever physically abusive. And I had, they had problems. I haven't seen it. Yeah, weird, right? How, I know. How could she have problems with other I was, guys? That's I was like, like I didn't say this to her mother because I'm not super cruel, but in my mind, I'm thinking, well, if he had been physically abusive, it wouldn't shock me. Mm. You know, like it's amazing that I never have been. I'm just yeah. like I learned. I learned truly once and for all that I am not a physical, physically abusive person, no matter how far I'm pushed, because she pushed me to every single boundary and never once did I raise a hand to her right, ever. Right. You know, I yelled at her a lot, but <laughs> what else you, have, yeah. you know, yeah. So, um, but you know, like having been put through that ringer, I'm like, dude, certain type of guy wouldn't shock me at all. If he was just like, no pop, you know, like mm-hmm. not that I condone it, but it wouldn't be hard to believe, you know, like, right. so at this point, so, so then, so then I'm like, okay, so that seems highly unlikely based on that information. Check out another thing off the list. And then I start telling her about all the ins and outs of what I've been witnessing with her cancer treatment. And her mom was like, I can't like dig into medical shit and tell you cause I could lose my job. But what I can tell you is that's not correct. And she was like, she was like, uh, did have cancer at one point and I have not had access to her. She's been different doctors that I don't like, I can't go and look up her medical records as they are now. So I don't know for sure what she does or doesn't have, but the things that you're telling me and the things that she's doing about them don't add up to me as a medical professional. So did she make this claim to her mom too, that she had everybody? Yeah. Right. Okay. So she believed that. Yeah. Yeah, and her mom didn't have a way. Again, her mom was suspicious, maybe even more so than me, given the fact that she works in the medical field. But because she's a doctor, she has less ability to look into it really right. because of her job. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. So, so that was like the last piece that, like, those were the last pieces I needed to be like, okay, I can now confidently say that all of these things are bullshit. And well, uh, is, is this when you learned that the child that died? Yeah, was fake. Was yep. through this conversation. Yeah, fake. and that's what because that's what led me into spiraling into looking into all the shit. Oh, you know, opening the envelope because like I think I told you that that was I got my plan to leave it on the bed because yeah. I opened it that night. I was like, fucking nobody's here. I'm going through fucking everything. You know, like this. Like I got off the phone with her mom and I was like, thank you. For, like, <laughs> what a relief. You know, yeah. You know, what a relief and also what a nightmare. You know, but it's just like at least not those. That's the answers I needed. So now I'm rip. I'm tearing it down. You know, so like I. That's when I did the reverse Google image search, which never would have occurred to me to do about the dead girl overseas, you know, cause it was just like, then again, a loss that, that I felt, you know? And, yeah. You know. And like, not the same as the abortion stuff. Cause that hit a lot closer to home, but still a piece of my potential future that I, I mourned the loss of. So, but then, yeah, so I looked into it and found the pictures and I was like, Oh, you fucking bitch, you know? So no, cunt. I'll say it. Cunt. Yeah, yeah cunt. That's that's what the appropriate for the term. So yeah. you're looking up, you're putting it in the Google search. Yeah, and it, and it comes right up, right? Because that's how the Google search, yep. the reverse image. Yeah, the exact image popped up, and and I'm just like, click, go to website. It's a 
blog post from years ago at that time like it was like five or six year old blog like the blog post was older than the child in the picture wow so she thought there's no way he'll find that apparently i mean it was an obscure little blog you know yeah. but I, like the image was like it's <laughs> i searched the exact image you know you almost like, want to since it's been so long now you almost want to contact that person and be like let me tell you a little story about your picture on the internet yeah and here's why you should i still have the children's. picture i have it saved in my oh, my it. my cloud storage Cute kid, whoever's kid it is. <laughs> it's, it's advertisement worthy, apparently. Yeah. Fuck. Yep. Well, I guess it was a blog, but yeah, yeah, I'll show you guys. But um, yeah, so so that was the beginning of the end, and uh, that was when I think we had our conversation, Jeff and I, and I was like, okay, we'll do this, but I got to get some shit set. Like we're doing it my way, you know. So I told my brother, time to get out. I'm tearing it down. Like, yeah, I gave him all the information I had and he was like, you know, <laughs> yeah. And I was like, but you got to go dude. Cause I don't want you to get caught in the crossfire and like, you need to be able to get your shit home and not, you know, like you need to be okay. I hate to keep right. interrupting, but I'm curious when you told him, did he feel like I knew it or did he, was there some things in it where he was like, no way. I mean, was, was there anything that he was right on or had uh, uh, predicted or anything? He was, much like me, he was like shocked by the audacity of it, but not by the fact that it was bullshit. He was like, "Yeah, I've, uh, fucking obviously, you know." It's just like he knew, he knew I was just in it for the answers at that point, you know. Yeah, like he right. he had already made up his mind about her long before this. Like he hated her guts, you know. So <laughs> okay, sorry, back to your story. And, and rightly so. Yeah, but, absolutely. Yeah. So I had a conversation with Jeff. I I figured things out with my brother. The other guy that had been living there was a casualty of the situation. Was he he uh, yeah there was another incident yeah he i mean and he had it wasn't he wasn't entirely innocent in that whole thing but long story short he had been like <coughs> unbeknownst to me didn't have his driver's license and been driving our car around like to and from work all the time and like drinking in the process and stuff oh, and shit. like just failed to tell me that he didn't have a license that's probably why he doesn't have a license though and no it was for i know why but that's his business but but um and like we we've made up since i just saw him recently at our show and he's he's a great guy like i felt bad how it ended between us we patched it up later but 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 i essentially i kicked him out you know like like my little sociopath convinced me to give him the boot oh wow and so i kicked him out of the band and out of my house i remember he, you calling me about that too and, and after the fact and i'm like uh, yeah. well i mean i know he had this one thing that he had to deal with but like none of this other shit really adds up to what the fuck you this shouldn't have gone this way it's a disproportionate it's response yeah. yeah yeah and i felt the same way um but my sociopath was pushing for it. It was the excuse to get him out of the picture. And I it, like fought with her about it. And then ultimately it was kind of like, well, I have to address this. And the person who's paying the bills wants it addressed to a certain degree. So I guess that's, that's the, next part the way it's going to go. Yeah. So, so yeah, so I kicked him out and it was like, it was rough, man. Cause like I kind of broke his heart, you know, like we were really, really close friends and like he'd been there through a lot of shit and he felt like I was, and kind of rightly so he felt like I was kicking an ally of mine to the curb and staying in the den of the monster you know and that's kind of how it went down like like I said not not that he was completely innocent in the matter but it was a disproportionate response and not worthy of our friendship you know but I've kind of felt like my back was against the wall and then I got and then after I kicked him out I was devastated <laughs> yeah he lost an ally yeah it, well not only that like I really cared about the guy you know and I just like broke his heart and uh 
so I got in a big fight with her about it and blamed her for it and resented her for it and that didn't help things <laughs> either but that was near to the end so and ultimately it was good for him because it forced him to kind of be out of the situation already by the time I decided to tear it down but, yeah it would have just complicated it further if yeah. he was there. Hmm. so once Will side note on that too yeah. it also forced him to just handle some shit in his life that he needed to handle and he came out better for it that's true yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to go so far as to take credit for that, but that is what he, that's how he chose to Well, it was respond. just a forced, yeah. it was a forced uh, option for him. Yeah. That's all. Pretty Agreed. good bass player too, by the way. Yeah. He's really? on, He's a really good guy. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Um, so, yeah. So all that in place, I, uh, the next evening I confronted her face to face about everything and I told her, I told her straight up, I was like, you have been lying to me about this. And I won't hear no for an answer because I've confirmed it. And this is how I know he lied to me about this. And this is how I know he lied to me about this. And this is how I know pretty much everything that has been the basis of our interaction. You fucking lied about and you're disgraceful and I'm leaving tomorrow and I never want to see you again. And it turned into a big, you know, as you might guess, you know, you don't you should have just talked to me you don't have your facts right you're 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 being a total bastard and blah 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 blah. you know and i was just like oh, whatever i don't really care what you think anymore like that's i now know beyond a shadow of a doubt that this is the way that it is and i'm done and so i went upstairs to my room because it was late in the evening and i stayed up there and she brought you one final dish and, yeah <laughs> and you shot yourself Die. <laughs> um she left and that was the last time I saw her. Hmm. She left that night. Um, and uh, so then cue Jeff coming to help me move some shit out. And then I had the task of fucking trying to clean this three story, like five bedroom open floor plan basement fucking house by myself oh, boy. <laughs> because I systematically got everybody out of there before that was done. So years of us living in this house and all of her mess still there you know except for her personal effects and i had to address it so i got i I went through our lease paperwork and got the number for our landlord and called him he was like a guy that like a property management guy Mm -hmm. that worked for the people that owned it who lived in fucking seattle or portland or something i called him and i was like uh so this is who I am. I'm not usually who you deal with, but my name is on the lease and he, I had met him a couple of times. So like he knew who I was and I was like, I got to tell you some stuff and it's going to be kind of wild. So I hope you have a few minutes to talk to me. And he was like, okay. So I sort of like quickly as I could explained what, what the we've deal, been doing over the last yeah, several days. Yeah. What the deal was episodes. and, and that I now had like kicked her out and that I was never the source of the money and that she was and that I, wasn't really sure where she was getting it from but that I'm gonna do my best to clean this place up and I'm gonna be out and I hope you don't come after me for all the money that you might not get paid but if you come after anybody I suggest it be her because I have nothing except for all the debt that she left me with you know (laughs) and he was like okay so (laughs) he's like he's like he's like I'm gonna come by and talk to you and I was like okay so he came by and we talked and uh ultimately he decided to just like let me off the hook nice for all of it which was the least a really really could do for you dude yeah like i was i was so fucking stressed out about that like i was like what 
on top of all this debt, I'm going to have somebody like taking legal action against me for fucking all this money that I owe that I didn't pay. And like definitely not getting any kind of damage deposit back because there's no way I'm going to be able to clean the house satisfactorily by myself in the next two weeks, you know? And so like, I, I did the best I could, man. Like I was, uh, over there, I was like working odd jobs with, uh, our buddy Aaron Torres. Mm. He, he was, uh, he was like working around the region and he would, he was like, I just put out a post on Facebook. Like I need to be making money now. Right so now. anybody who has anything like, please, I'll, I'm a hard worker. Just give me something, you know? And so I, I did some of the jobs with him and he nice. dealt me in on the money, which was super cool of him. I like Aaron a lot. He's a yeah. good guy. And, um, so I was doing that by day, working whatever job I could find. And then the rest of my time I was spending just trying to fucking clean this place and get shit moved out. And, either into storage or into Jeff's place. <laughs> and uh, Jeff's Jeff, over Jeff's there dying. Choking he's, he's, he's allergic to this part of the so story. Yeah. <laughs> he's choking on a toothpick. I've got allergies going on like crazy right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm allergic to bullshit too, man. <laughs> so, um, More so now than ever. Yeah, so, so in that conversation with that guy, uh, I found out that the way that she had been paying rent which I had oh, I had no idea. Oh fuck! He said he said there was only two times in the entire time that you guys have lived here that it was paid on time, and uh, he said so pretty much every time you were paying a late fee, which was not insubstantial for you can imagine what the rent was like for a place of that size on the South Hill in a nice neighborhood. Fuck. It was not cheap. Uh-huh. But he said most of the time he said a couple times she sent me like Western Union money orders. But most of the time, it was cash in an envelope taped to the front door, and she would just have me drop by and grab it. And I was like, that seems really suspicious. He's like, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, but my job's to make sure that the people that own the place get paid, so that's what I did. And I was like, yikes, okay. Man, that's an extra step or two. Yeah, I was like, so that's really sketchy. Um, so then I start talking to more of her family and long story short, I found out that there's no trust fund. I figured, it you know, um, well, she robbed places. She was stealing from her grandparents on both sides, telling them that cause her grandparents on the one side, like I said, really did have a lot of money. You know? right. So she was hitting them with sob stories of like being on her last legs and you know, I'm going to die and I want to be able to do things before I die. And you guys have more money than God. So, she would just guilt them into giving her large sums of money on a regular basis, you know, to do things, you know, as her last hurrah. So that was where the bulk of it was coming from. And then when she couldn't get it from them because they were fed up with her, she'd go to the other side of her family to her grandmother who did not have nearly as much money and her great grandmother who had retirement money. Right. And she would tell them some stories about how she couldn't afford the, you know, the copays and shit on her cancer medication. And so she would extort them for money that way. So I learned this and I'm like, wow. So this whole time I've been living rent free in this nice house with bringing all my friends in and dealing with all this horseshit and suffering. And it's been, and it's been on the dime of stolen money from her grandparents that just are trying to care about their psychopath granddaughter. And I had no idea. You should probably throw up a few of those sticks in honor of that. You ate a lot of steaks on. I'm yeah, sorry. I think you're right. I probably should. No, I, I think that's a payment for some of that. Yeah. And so she took everybody that she knew for so everything th- that they could give her. Yeah. Well, and I mean, think about that too. Uh, and more. when I when I diverted that benefit concert money that was going to oh, come to her, dude. 
what a shot to the fucking mammaries that must have been. Like she was probably just like, "This will set me up for a while, so yeah. I don't have to. The I don't have to sweat getting this money, and figuring it out every time." Because like she must, she was just going through all kinds of gymnastics to get this money every single month. I'm sure, you know, which might have been and still spending it out. and still spending it like a fucking idiot, buying extravagant shit all the time. This is part and, of the ruse and wine and everything, you know. Yeah, so. A lot of people, the deferring gratification thing is very difficult to do. And so, yeah, live it up. Yeah. So I was like, I felt so fucking terrible. Like, obviously I didn't do it on purpose, but I'm like, fuck, what must these people think of me? Right. Like, oh, this motherfucker saw his chance to get a free ride at the expense of a dying girl. And he's just living on our money that she's guilting out of us like what a piece of shit you know and who could blame them i would feel the same way in their shoes so without knowing you once i was out of that and like clear of it and at jeff's one night i called i tried calling her her wealthy grandparents that had their phone number i tried calling them which was terrifying for me you know because i was like this is gonna be a horrifying conversation no matter how it goes but i was like i feel like i feel like they deserve to have me try to tell them at least what I know, like, you know, about everything, especially the fact that she's not fucking dying anytime soon from what I can tell. So I called and, uh, I heard somebody pick up the phone. Like they still had landline phones, which always cracked me up whenever I was over there, but Mm -hmm. they were old folks. But I heard somebody pick up the phone and I said, like, I was like, hello. And like nothing, but didn't disconnect. And I was like, I was like, this is Shaden. I just would really like to talk to you. Click. Mm. Uh, hung up on me. I was like, okay, well, I tried. <laughs> right, fair enough. <laughs> you know, like, that was really scary, and they don't want to talk to me, so I guess whatever. Like, that's That was all I owed them, I suppose. Probably not, but... No. They figured it out sooner or later when she didn't fucking die, you know? And, like, way after the fact, I was like, so... How did she explain that shit away? Like not dying, like. <laughs> and uh, from what from what I was told by her brother, it was uh, like she she, it was to Miraculous. do with it was like naturopathic medicine and weed was what she went with, <laughs> dude. Set, put her into remission. <laughs> that is, which was the perfect because of time. course it was. Yeah, that was the perfect time to use weed as the yep. miracle drug, yep. dude. I yep. I have a problem with that for many reasons yeah me too (laughs) but because that was you know my mom had breast cancer and that was people convinced her the same thing where it was like just you need to do rso or you got to do this rick simpson oil and you got to shove marijuana up your ass and i remember that will save you heated about that and i was like dude i know so much about marijuana i've spent half my fucking adult life trying to get it legalized in this fucking state and i've listened to every medical fucking thing there's no evidence and there's you know people in pot shops saying things that doctors would sl- get fucking sued for yeah lose their medical and my mom over. believed that shit and it's and you know i know that this has very little to do with that but no the fact that she put that out in the world still you know what i mean i know it's like yeah, everybody's it's like, per- yeah, perpetuating bullshit it's I like know. no god damn it i know well and like think about like frame this too my grandma at the beginning of this whole story died of cancer in front of me real cancer with her sitting right there Ugh. No shit. Think about the ramifications of that. Like no she shit. was there for that, watching my own grandma die of cancer, and then proceeded with all the rest. There's got to be a I really good you. German word for that. Probably. Yeah, it's be. You're like, yeah, that's exactly <laughs> that. The best curse words. Yeah. <laughs> 
what to explain a situation that's like, well, you you got you got foot wet in a puddle, but the puddle's icy because it's, but it's not icy in the time it should be icy. And you're like, oh yeah, twenty eight letters. <laughs> right. One more letter than is in the alphabet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, fuck. So yeah, fuck. I don't know. That's that's kind of uh, you tried kind to- of the punchline. But but here's the here's the big punchline. This was information I got just a handful of months ago. And mm. I take great pleasure in it because I'm I'm still kind of a bad person. But I don't blame you for a second, dude. Now knowing all the context, I think that you guys probably also do. But we're all I, wishing her to stub her toe. Yeah, I kind of I kind of followed. I got an opportunity to follow up on what's going on with her lately. The not funny part is she had a kid with some other guy, yeah. uh, like an actual kid, not a pretend one. And that guy's um, life has got to suck, dude. Yeah, and and Sorry, he's dude. apparently out of the situation now, but. Cause it sucks, but they share a kid. So good luck. And yeah. you know, I guess, but, but also that the poor, that poor fucking suck. kid. Yeah. And, and also for this reason, which even in spite of that poor kid, I'll preface this with that, but we know you're not a bad person ish, <laughs> but, uh, the update I got was that she's been doing meth for a while and is missing a significant number of her teeth. And, and I think that is fucking beautiful. I love that so much for her. <laughs> It's a good and look for to her. this day. We call her Jackie O. That's her name. So it's out into the world. Yeah. There's so, more. There's plenty more. There I'm it sure. is. Well, yeah. You know, there's a lot say, of, there's tons of ugly footnotes that I'm sure I missed, but that's, we'll the, have to do a follow up in some way. Yeah. Let's interview her. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go great. find her on the street. It'd be great. It would end with a homicide, probably. So yeah. maybe not. not? <laughs> Allegedly, might end in a homicide. <laughs> so this tested your For legal honor. reasons. That's a joke. <laughs> you're a person. You're an honorable person. And people may listening to this. They if you know say that. so, I think you're an honorable person. <laughs> this must have tested that, and you probably felt dishonorable throughout some of it too, because again, you said there was like a lot of heated conversations where you're at your peak and you're yeah. trying not to hurt. When I was, I was put you. in a lot of compromised situations too, where yeah. it was like, like, like that situation with my friend when I kicked him out was a, a prime example of that where it's just like, this isn't an honorable thing for way for me to handle this, but it's the way that I have to for X, Y, and Z. Well, and here's you know? the other part of this too, is like your decisions seem to be mostly based on what is the right thing to do? What is the noble thing to yeah. do as a human being? Yep. Yeah. And almost, and, and, and almost like that, what is the expectation of society? What, what does society say that I should do? The noble thing to do is ride this out. Be, despite the money or any of that crap, mm-hmm. I mean, that could possibly be a benefit for you. But the main part at hand is this person is going to die. They want to spend their final days with me for whatever reason. And I, and I need to care for them and, and I'm strong enough to care for them and deal with the aftermath of the death. Hmm. But then it got worse and worse and worse. But as it got worse and worse and worse, the same situation is the honorable thing to do is this, you know, take care of the girl, take yeah. care of the, the well, yeah, more so it was, I was, I, there was this thought in my mind that I was like, I need these answers for myself, but I also need to be able to expose this. I need to have, I need to have enough solid ground to stand on that I can show her for what she truly is to this entire community of people, multiple communities of people really, uh, 
so that they know beyond a shadow of a doubt that she's a monster and she loses all of that and that she also loses the opportunity to hurt them anymore. Mm-hmm. And I was the only one in my mind, and I think maybe in reality, I was the only one that, that would stood a chance of doing that. So part of it was selfish. I needed the answers for myself so that I could have well, some I'm not closure. Saying getting but, the, but I, I agree in getting the answers. I, I would have done the same thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Because uh, that's kind of my With deal the same too. goal in mind too, I think. But yeah. the, your intentions were noble. And once you make yeah. noble intentions, it's very, very hard to back off of those. Because yeah. you, then you feel as though maybe you failed or there is that societal push of, well, you did what? You walked away from yeah. it. You motherfucker. Yeah. You know? It's a little bit, it feels like betrayal of self at that point too. Mm-hmm. Like if you settle on the honorable path and then you fail to follow through, then you betrayed yourself. That's what I was trying to say. Yeah. yeah. But you came out with more honor, I think, because I mean, just through you telling us the story, it's like, well, here was Shaden's decisions and his decision-making. And you decided to share that with us, which I appreciate and like every say- single time, dude. I'd say you came out just naturally. This it's who you are, but you chose honorable things despite your own. I don't know. It's detrimental to you. Uh, I don't know how yeah. honorable self destruction is, but it wasn't yeah, meant I don't to know. be that way. I mean, I I appreciate the the sentiment. I don't know that. I don't know that I would go so far as to describe myself as honorable. I mean, except as it pertains to, I pretty early on in my adult life decided on a code a personal code mm-hmm. and it's not not every aspect of it is what people would consider to be honorable it's just something that i'm like this is the way that i will be these are the standards that i'll hold myself to and i'm very adamant about not betraying myself when it comes to those things and they're not they don't really line up with society's idea of like nobility necessarily although some do but it's it's it, for me it's more uh, it's that betrayal of self thing, you know. It's like if I if I betray myself, that's that's more egregious than anyone else betraying me. That's the worst thing I could do to me is to betray myself. Well, you know what so. you'll do to yourself in your head, right? You do that, yeah. And yeah. it's actually a little bit interesting. I mean, me understanding, being able to sit back and watch this fall apart, being a little bit on the on the outside of it, then coming into the in kind of into the middle of it at the end there. And saying, hey, dude, just come fucking live with me. I didn't recognize at the time that it actually took you a lot of trust to drop that. Maybe except for you just like, well, I don't fucking have anywhere else to go. So, I, so I'll, I will take <laughs> the kindness. as part of it. Uh, but you know, you me, had to I trust would, me. Too. I, I would have been willing to be homeless and figure it out from there if I right. had to. So, but like yeah. you had to trust that I had your best intentions. Yeah. And, and, and I, I did. I, but I've it helped it. that you were a key factor in me being able to put the last nail in the coffin and get the fuck out of there. That earned you a, a lot of trust. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but the cool part was it pretty amazing. Really? I mean, even hearing the story, hearing the story and actually watching you live it and being involved in it, it was way more chaotic than the story even sounds on this show. Way yeah. more chaotic. Yeah. Extremely. Um, but then how you composed yourself, getting all your shit coming in, moving in with me. And then really every day trying to, put your life but you did something every day to put your life back together every yeah. day you were aggressively fixing all your shit and uh, you, you never stopped and and there was something I think because I, I understood your nobility and what you were trying to do to begin with and you just got royally fucked I knew who you were mm. 
at your core, and I knew that you weren't going to come and take advantage of me mm-hmm. either. Right. I knew that you were going to see the opportunity as a second chance and be able to get your shit fixed, and that's exactly what you did. Mm-hmm. And I've talked about that more than once. I mean, I tell I tell people the <laughs> Reader's Digest version of the story yeah. to just kind of say, you, when, you, when you meet a noble person, you know it. Mm-hmm. And so there was never a question for you to come into my world. Yeah, that means a lot to me. Um, I think it ultimately was one of the greater things that could have happened for you. Yeah, I agree. Because you became such an independent person at that point. Yeah. Well, and it was, I, it was something I knew about myself, but it really kind of got driven home at that point in time that I, the best remedy for me to deal with the way that my mind is composed is for me to constantly be feeding it some kind of worthwhile shit whatever it is because when I stop doing that it very quickly starts to turn on me and in that situation at that time in my life I knew that that was something I couldn't allow like I I, I could not afford to let my mind turn on me in that moment or else I would never be able to leave it behind hmm. you know and if you I mean? want to know how long it takes Shaden for get sh- to get shredded abs from being chubby <laughs> the answer is two months <laughs> two months yeah if you want to know how long it takes to go from a 200 credit credit score to uh <laughs> takes a few years right <laughs> yeah i think it's been only the last uh year and a half that i've had a good solid credit Back score again normal, it took yeah. me a long time to pay off the debt and then responsibly <laughs> convince credit companies that I was worth giving loans to again, you know, but, but yeah, I'm, my credit's better than it's ever been at this point. It's a, I don't know. I'm not going to brag about my score, but it's up. I'm healthy again. Well, now, <laughs> now it's actually, you get penalized for that. So I know, I know. I'm thinking I'm going to go out and buy some shit and default on some loans. And I then know. Apply for a house. Maybe. My, my credit we went down just a little bit. Just Mike. a touch. <laughs> it, it was like, well, that actually, that's the road to helping me. Actually, yeah. I won't have to pay. I know. Like mine, mine, mine bumped down a couple of points recently too, just because it fluctuates, but it's like just below the threshold where you get penalized. I was like, sweet. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's good, but not too good. Why don't people understand money? We just don't understand Well, my money. little sociopath not that we ever bought anything together because duh I, I was smarter than that yeah smarter um, than me but <laughs> you were railroaded but <laughs> like if taxes they'll they'll like run your credit scores together and you get a credit score and I'm like oh I'm a loser <laughs> 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 and now it's way back up there again I'm like oh that's not good I'll, yeah. I'll take the low number again yeah. <laughs> damned if you do damned oh, if I you know, don't I know. all my life I've been told have good credit yeah. and it's now, supposed to be that a couple way. months ago they're like yeah if you're good credit good credit you're penalized for that because you're doing for you're doing great it's like, like I, I'm not good. actually doing that great but yeah. my credit is great you're right uh, whole other thing but, I might be uh, in the wrong category for yeah. what you're thinking about yeah but, yeah, so that's uh, that's the story, ladies and gentlemen. I hope I hope some of you out there got something out of it. As, I uh, did. Yeah. I fucking got a lot out of it. That was <laughs> one of the more captivating stories I've had told to me. Yeah, if nothing else, it makes for a damn good story. Dude. It's, it's not one that I tell often for obvious reasons. But <laughs> you don't need to again, I had, man. Now, I mean, now, now you can understand why I've had several people tell me that have been told the story they're like dude you need to write a book mm-hmm. like that's like that's like made for tv drama shit and they're right 
but I'm never going to do that. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody else can take this idea. You right. told them enough. Like, they can just, just rehashing it through over the course of a handful of podcast episodes was like significantly more than I care to relive it oh, on a regular imagine, basis. Can you, you know? imagine like, a year sitting and agonizing dude. about a manuscript over and, this shit? And then what if it does well? <laughs> I got to write a sequel. I can make a movie. What if it does well? That because that's like, it's going to be a staple in my life forever. <laughs> Fuck. People are going to want me to sign copies of it. <laughs> How weird! You'll have to you'll have to be part of the casting of the movie version. Maybe you have to find the perfect <laughs> you little sociopath. Oh, you're perfect. It's kind of a gift horse, really. I yeah, mean, it is. Yeah, Jeff, you're not wrong, buddy. I know. There you go. But, I mean, only but, you can write the story, really. So. But the best movies are about overcoming tragedy. Hey, well, listen. If there's any, <laughs> if there's ever anybody out there that wants to buy the rights from me, you there can you go, go ham. I'm not doing it. <laughs> <laughs> He's decided. No, nope. and, and it won't be fucking cheap, you assholes. <laughs> and I will get royalties forever. <laughs> there you go. Shaden's not getting fucked again, and we've talked about why. <laughs> well, I feel like there's yeah. a billion questions that will probably come in, or probably yeah. Uh, I feel can, like I have a few. I'm, I'm happy to answer any questions. And if anybody wants weird... to commiserate or ask, <coughs> feel free. I feel here's sad the... that this is over. Sorry. Here's yeah. the other <laughs> I- I- ironic part: was after you moved in w- with me, was when my sociopath started working double time mm-hmm. on me to regain control because she lost so much control when you moved in with me. Yep, I and got then, to see the beginning of and all then that. she f- fucked me up bad. Yeah. You remember that day I yelled at her for because she kept coming into my room after my dog died. <laughs> I, I, I was like, "Fuck that. off!" <laughs> <laughs> I was nice four times. The fifth time you get yelled at. <laughs> I put my dog down last night. Go away from me. <laughs> well, her understanding of Kuth is a different kind of understanding than what most yeah, people that's have. True. So there's that. Well, <laughs> fuck you guys. This has been a bit of an extended, uh, but I'm glad we got it all into, not all, but, you know, a good chunk yeah, in this. That Is was, this the fourth yeah, chapter? that was the whole, I mean, that's, there's nothing else except for just little details that come up that I forgot about that can just come up over time, but that's the story, man. Dude. So, so what do you guys think? Yeah. <laughs> just a ridepod at gmail.com. Uh, I met you during this basically yeah i met you during yeah you met me during it and then we started to become close um like i remember coming over here and talking to you and monique shortly after i got out of that situation just to kind of like debrief you guys a little bit because like i knew you well enough to like you know like you came over and helped uh jeff move some shit yeah, or so I don't remember when that was, but that was that was when I first started to like click with you more th- yep. than just like, hey, my music buddy, you know. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, I remember coming over and telling you guys, um, you know, like this the Reader's Digest version of shit that went down, and that's when actually Zach, you explained to me the most helpful thing in me kind of uh, conceptualizing it and moving on is like you you were the one that introduced me to the uh, term narcissistic sociopath. Mm. Which, because, like, at that point, I was just like, she's just a fucking evil person, you know? And you're like, well, there's, a, there's like, a, I think this is what she is. You should read about it, you know? And so you told me that. And I was like, I was like, oh, narcissism's just like, oh, I love, I think I'm great. And I'm like, mm-hmm. no, 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 dude. Real narcissism is like that. Not, like not everything, every, yeah, everything yeah. I just described. You were like, you were like, look up narcissistic supply. I think you, I think you'll find it really interesting. And I you did. You vampired on so dude, hard. Hardcore. You got like it was just like, she was, she was, a, she was a narcissist incapable of feeling empathy and she needed empathy, like empathetic people to feed on. She needed attention and she needed empathy that she could abuse and consume. And that's what I was. And I was a 
bountiful source of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I almost want to look up. And by the way, that that day, the moving, what you guys were doing, and it was her brother, too, that was helping. That's right. You yeah. guys moved me into the place that you and I ultimately lived in together is what you were doing. That's right. And that yeah. was the day that I realized that my sociopath thought she was moving in with me. <laughs> How I she got to that conclusion, I don't know. <laughs> she decided. And then, yeah, basically you did, you she just decided she was moving in that day. And that's when she learned that, no, she emphatically was not. And that, and then, then her manipulation changed. And we'll get into that. <laughs> yeah. That's a whole other story. Yeah. yeah. Well, we but can, yeah, so yeah, all this was developed here. around narcissistic control. Yeah. This little thing we have here, yep. basically. Yeah. yeah. No shit. <laughs> yeah. God damn. It's all venting like, God, what do we go through? From I, that shit lucky. pile, I, I, I have spawned a, these three ugly roses. Who colored? Dukium flavored. Luckily, I was the only one put together at that time, dude. Think I, well, I've that. met. I'm yeah. I, I, <laughs> the guy that I sits lucky. in his basement and makes voices. You know, <laughs> fucking word away one. <laughs> fucking guy over here. They're lovely voices. <laughs> they are lovely voices. Now check this out. So, what are the symptoms of narcissistic personality disorder? Use the acronym Special Me. Uh, to remember the nine signs of NPD. <laughs> this is from Duke I'd Health, so I don't know. But here we go. <laughs> Special me. Okay. Sense of self-importance, S. Check. Preoccupation with power, beauty, or success. Wow, check, all three. Entitled. <laughs> Big check. <laughs> Can only be around people who are important or special. Yeah, check. <laughs> there you go. Impersonally exploitative for their own gain. Oh, God. Wow, check. Interpersonal. Uh, arrogant, A. Yeah. Lack of empathy is the L. Very much <laughs> check, so. Check, check. Must be admired. Check. Envious of others or believe that others are envious of them. Big check. Those are the... That doesn't mean you have narcissism if you have any of those things. But if you all, have of, all them of them together? In, in an extreme sense, in yep. any kind of way, it can be very bad. But obviously, we're not doctors. If you feel like you're a narcissist, you probably are. <laughs> <laughs> this but, is not medical advice, but you are a fucked up little poobah. You probably. need to go poobah somewhere else. <laughs> Fuck, man. I, yeah, so just no... just know, I so far, I love all of our audience, but if there's any of you hiding out there, I will find you. I'll, <laughs> I'll figure it out before anybody does. 15 so. million this motherfuckers. Is, I'm putting you on warning right now. Save yourself the trouble. I'll fucking find you. <laughs> <laughs> just weed yourself out if you could. That's just fine. Well, let's, let's not have as many of those around us as possible. Yeah, but no, for real. Like, the, like you were saying earlier, it's a lot more common than people oh, tend man. to tend to realize. And there are people. There is probably somebody that you know for sure that that is in some sort of situation that's not too dissimilar from mine. One and, in, one in twenty, right? And is probably actively convincing themselves that they either can't get out or it's not worth the cost of getting out. And I'm telling you. And I hope you take this with all the authority I can muster by the story that I just told. I can tell you emphatically it's worth any cost to get the fuck out. What is your fucking alternative? Is what's the What, what yeah. if you don't? Yeah, your alternative... If you don't, what's going to happen? Your alternative is worse. At best, it's going to be lifelong misery. At worst, it's going to be death. And that's not an exaggeration. I'm and honestly, lots of... It, you, you took a lot of emotional shit, which isn't to be discarded, huh. right? Right. But honestly, you came out fairly unscathed in comparison to the the what ifs. It could have been a lot fucking worse. Yeah. Yeah, all of my yeah. all of my biggest scars are on the inside, you know, so it's just like but there's a couple of you those gotta you gotta do I the work. You gotta do the work, man. Like, to do it's ev she's evil. Well and that's, like, that's big, yeah. and that's the big thing is I mean, that's the point I was trying to drive home mm -hmm. is 
from day one, you did the work. You did everything you needed to be doing at the time you needed to be doing it. Yeah, yeah. consistent. I, I had to. Man. The, alter- the alternative is just too grim. Like I don't. I can't. Like it's uh, being being pitied is not worth living that alternative version of me where I didn't do the work, you know, because that's the only thing you get out of it if you stay in that in that position is people will go, wow, poor you, that really sucks. And there's something to that that feeds your brain, but it's it's shit, it's, it's junk food. You I know? think like, back at some of the times that we had in that, me not really understanding the full mental portion, uh, I was probably dick. I was you, probably were. Dick <laughs> you were. You were. But, but I, I had expectations. I, but I think I needed it too, so yeah. it was, yeah. <laughs> he was a, I that. It was a little harsh, huh? It was a little harsh. <laughs> me sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. I, am, I am harsh sometimes, yeah. but, but I, I'm only I, harsh to people I, that can handle luckily it. Luckily for yeah. you, I, I, I've always responded well to tough love, so <laughs> it worked out. <laughs> it, it endeared him to you more. <laughs> yeah. All yeah. right, you guys. So, shit, yeah. Is there anything else to this that that is important to the story, do you think, that... that Slow the fuck down in your relationships. Mm. Slow the fuck down. Yeah, or at least pay very, very close attention. Don't, don't give in to the, you know. I yes, I agree. Slow, slow the fuck down at least to the point where the newness starts to wear off a little bit, and then make your honest assessment before you get too entangled. Right. That's solid advice. <laughs> let's let's flip it actually. So let's say there's a narcissist living, listening right now. Uh, what advice would you give? Learn Die. Photoshop. <laughs> <laughs> Find an island where we're not. Learn Photoshop. It's very valuable. Uh, <laughs> yeah. get, get receipts made all the time for everything they can and keep them. Yeah. Uh, Be extremely creative. Yeah. Th- that, I think, I really do think that envelope with the bullshit in there. Dude. That was clever. That is. It's fucking. Everything she did was very clever. It's, yeah. Take notes, you know, because it's it full of the real and smart. And that's what I mean. Like, it wasn't like, friends. she wasn't like a, a weird, creepy person, you know, like, like she was very, very charismatic, bubbly laugh, great singer, great yeah. cook. Talented, very talented. Had traveled, honestly, quite a bit. So I had a lot of worldly perspective, excellent fashion, like, like. I wouldn't say that she was the prettiest woman to ever walk the earth, but she knew how to dress herself up so that she looked damn close, you mm-hmm. know? Like, she was just, she took, like, very great care with her appearance and stuff. Like, she was, like, people that met her pretty much always liked her or at least didn't mind being around her, you mm-hmm. know? like I liked you. That's why I didn't yeah. think about her, actually, so right. I kind of did, but I didn't, you know, I was like, what's he doing with her? Well, you're, <laughs> you're, you're built different, Zach. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't like her from the beginning. It smelled funny to me. Yeah. I was a weird smell of a narcissist. Yeah. Fuck. So, so you never met anybody like her in your life before that, that, you're, that you know for not sure. Not that I was aware of, not that got their hooks in me like that. Uh, yeah. No. So hopefully I mean, you only get one of those a life, if if that. Hopefully yeah. you don't get any more. Well, like I said, I will, I will not be fooled in that exact way ever again. You know, maybe in small other ways, but I'll catch on way before it's too late. There's some lady <laughs> listening right now like, I know all the ways to do it. I'm, gonna, I'm coming for you. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, no. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I think that fucking hell of a ride. Yeah. Uh, that was a four or five episode version of a ride i think and yeah. it finally there you go in. fuckers you got the rest of it <laughs> you just you got to this was the equivalent of binging the rest of the show on netflix the whole season yep it was <laughs> there's, there's way more but fucking you got it all in one sitting so you gotta <laughs> deal with it in your head yep so, all right i don't i feel like we need to sit and think and maybe we can do a, a respond episode we'll, we'll come back to this again i'm I curious think. to see if people have their own questions yeah 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 if anybody has any if you want to commiserate or if you have more questions or whatever hit 
hit us up. Send, yeah, let's keep send, the conversation Send going. to the email. Type us up some uh, my my own little psychopath stories. Yeah, yeah. I'd love to hear that, too. I'd, I mean, I'd, what kind of narcissistic I'd, experiences have you had? For sure. Yeah, I don't know. Do we? Do we really want to? <laughs> Maybe that's, we don't. I mean, that was my life for 27 years was really just dealing with To be that. honest, we'd right. be asking people to write, just like Shane doesn't want to write a book. You know, if you guys feel like there's a story that's valuable to the listeners, you guys know what we're going for and what we're trying to do here and yeah. how we are. If there's something that you feel like, man, they, they should share this, we probably will if you send it, if or, you write it to us. Or not to seem like an egotistical prick, but if you think you're in a situation that's similar and you want some fucking insight, mm. I'm happy to provide my skills. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, if you want to top what I just went through, bring it on. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's fair. We, I mean, we're all very interested in human behavior in general, yes. yeah. but Obsessed. you don't really learn about human behavior until it really starts burning you. You can look at it in a book all you want but until you actually are face to face with all these bizarre personalities and spend some time with it to be able to select out the problems big time you uh you don't really fucking know yeah yep. which means that you have to go on that ride but i think that you, the more you go on that ride the better you become yourself and the better you're able to get that sixth sixth sense about people but even mm. like i said even with my career and i have my cycle story too mm. uh in the midst of all that, it still fooled I, all. I, of knowing us. it, I, I I still got burned in a different way than you did. Right, um, it's because we speak. It, it can happen to anybody at any time. It doesn't matter how smart you think you are, how charming you are, or how good of a person you are. You can still get fucking burned. Oh yeah. Period. Yeah. True. Yeah. Except for me. <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> and all of us for listening, we've, we've got our radars up. Although, just like Jess said, if we haven't experienced it, it feels a whole lot different. It is, so yeah. Education is not. There's really no explaining it in a way that it can be felt, but I don't want any of you to have to feel it either. So, Some of them are, Somebody listening right now, probably many someone's, are, are dealing with something like this. Probably maybe a lesser degree, but they're dealing with something like this because yeah. 5%. 15 million people. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my, my, my case was particularly severe, but there's not, I mean, there's varying degrees to this shit and they're all, they all fucking will damage you, you know? So yeah. there's, it's not to diminish. It's not a competition, you know, like somebody's going through a situation that's not quite as heinous as mine, but when you're living in it, dude, like it could have been much less than it was and it still would have fucked me up, you know? So like, I'm, I'll be the last person to discount somebody going through something like that. Right. You know? Imagine, Imagine this person, 1920s Germany. <laughs> uh, maybe maybe she's not a gal, she's a guy. I mean, is she the reincarnation of some? No. I, <laughs> it just seems like this is the kind of people that are happy to put people into a truck that leads them to their death. It, it does feel like this lack of empathy, this ability to yeah, fuck everyone at the very least, they won't lose sleep over it as long as it gets them something that they want. Mm -hmm. you know? yeah. what, how big of a leap is it from just fucking with Shaden to, you know, well, these people have to die because, yeah. you know, our, our ideals or whatever. Well, and realistically, I was, I was the primary one being fucked with, but she fucked with, like I said, multiple communities. Grandparents. Yeah, her, her own family, my family. Our entire music community, yeah. Yeah, yeah. you know, so like... Yeah, that's it's that it's that utter lack of remorse and empathy that's right. just so bizarre. To and me. again, I think that I think that we as a society allow it because we all either we have that genuine want to care and want to help, or we at least want to appear to care and help. Yeah, and then we end up getting caught up in and getting burned. Or in ourselves. this case, at the very very least, nobody wants to be the person to fucking 
question somebody who says they have terminal illness. We take people in good faith when it it's comes like, to that cause, kind of cause, stuff. Yeah, because yeah. even if you doubt it, you're not going to be the one to be like, are you sure? Yeah, right? <laughs> That's a weird conversation. Because you will get crucified socially for doing that, yep. you know? And so it's, it's really a good space for But at the same time, be. that kind of fucks me because like my knee-jerk reaction when somebody I don't know very well tells me that they have some serious illness. <laughs> Show me the paperwork. I'm just like, do you? <laughs> Which is not good. <laughs> no one's going to blame you after what we know now. And I'm and but I'm never I'm that. never an outright dick about it. But that's just my internal reaction. Anytime somebody's like, "Oh, did you hear so and so has, you know, blah 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 blah," I'm like, Maybe. "Yeah, medical we'll see. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> give it six months and we'll see if they're dead." <laughs> right? God. <laughs> Well, so yeah, I'm a much better person. <laughs> <laughs> it's obvious at this point. So here we are at the end of it. Uh, how do you feel about it? If you you just told a whole bunch of people about it, does it feel good? Does it feel? What do you want? I feel nothing. <laughs> I am hollow. <laughs> I know that you want this to help someone that listens to this. To me, I do. Least. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have spent the time digging through it in that much detail if it wasn't for. Um, I mean, there's a little bit of it that's just like I have a desire to be understood a little bit better. So, yeah. there's, so there's that. But more more predominantly, it's that, it, you know, like I've been saying as we've been closing up here, I hope it has value to somebody. Even if you're going through something that's not the same but similar and this gives you the kick in the ass that you need to do something about it and look out for yourself, yeah. that would that would be that would mean more to me than, than in anything else in this equation, honestly, um, because... I had to go through this thing that was deeply, truly, terribly awful that still kind of fucks with me to this day and uh, trying to assign some fucking meaning to it and give it some value and, and like allow it to help somebody else so that they don't have to go through perhaps a measure of some of the shit that I went through, uh, then fuck yeah, because that's, that's right. pretty much the only way I can make it worth something at this point. So. I feel like just telling all those people that are in their, their little islands of hell that's like well there's not a whole lot of words that can make it easier you have a whole lot of hard work to do but you're not alone because there's 15 million motherfuckers that are being tortured by some yeah. sociopaths well and not only that like it's I know I know it seems easy to say that it's worth any cost it's worth any price to pay to get out of a situation like that it's easy to say that I don't say it lightly because uh, I paid a pretty heavy cost to get out of my situation. And I've encountered people since that are like, yeah, but there are kids involved, you know, like we have children together kind of shit, mm -hmm. which is a nightmare. You know, I can, I, I can kind of fathom, but only conceptually because all of my pretend children died. So, <laughs> you know, <laughs> weird thing to joke about. Yeah, it is. Um, I, that's my humor, baby. Um, <laughs> And I, I hear you, I do, but like even that, you need to sit. You need to sit there, and you need to look down the road, and you need to look at what your what your future is going to become if you linger, uh, and what your kid's future is going to become. Versus, yes, there's going there's no way to get out of it without doing damage. Especially if kids are involved, there's going to be damage done to the kids as well. Mm -hmm. But you have to weigh that against the the potential future and the damage that lies along the path of you not being brave enough to pay that cost now and get the fuck away from it because There's, I guarantee the long-term cost is going to be steeper. So it might seem daunting. It might seem impossible, but if you have the will, you can get out and it's going to take time and it's going to take planning. It's going to take calculation. It's going to bust your ass and it might break you a little bit more, but 
you're gonna thank yourself for getting out of it even even if you have to pay that price you you will um I don't make promises, but I would almost promise that you will <laughs> because <laughs> uh, money back. because you don't like, it's not, it's not worth your entire life. And it's certainly not worth you, you sacrificing the rest of your life for the sake of your children, because when they're older, they're not going to look back and go, Oh, I'm, I'm so glad that my mom or my dad completely ruined their entire life and suffer every day. Yeah. Be, uh, just in a bid to try to keep turmoil from me because that will be the turmoil and that turmoil is going to be worse, you know, like mm-hmm. better some short term turmoil and then some long term ghost stories than, than that, in my opinion. I always wonder about that. The, you know, there's a lot of studies that show that if parents stay together, that, that that's really good for the kids, obviously. But you have to wonder when it's a certain circumstance. It depends of, on the dynamic. Yeah, because the, well, it's probably what's the main thing? Seventies when that was done, right? Because yeah. the main divorced. thing that you're learning as a as a child from your parents is like how to treat men and women right. You know, yeah. like how to be good in society, how to be respected by your peers by your attitude and your. And when you see your parents, like my parents, they hated each other. Uh, for they loved each other at first, but they throughout my as I got older, I probably made their lives hell, and they fought and. <laughs> them fighting all the time. I saw my dad treat my mom and my mom treat my dad in a way that, you know, over and over and over and over again, where it's like, that's, you know, I, I learned from watching that. It's like, I will never talk to another person that I care about like that because I, they don't obviously care about each other. So you have to wonder if, you know, in a divorce, it's very circumstantial, but you know, it, the, the statistics show it is better for parents to stay yeah. together and try and fight through it and stuff. But I'm so I glad think my parents got divorced. I know exactly because <laughs> it was hell. For, it was hell to watch, and and they, yeah. I'd stay up all night listening to them scream at each other. And it's like, just fuck as the kid, like get a divorce. Yeah. Well, and I mean, give me shit. a chance with a stepmom and a stepdad getting together. Like, like I was nine. So like I wasn't the youngest that, you know, for a kid to go through their parents splitting up, but still pretty young. Like I had a lot of formative years left. That's that's like the roughest time is seven, eight, nine. But like, I think people seem to have this notion that like their kids aren't going to be able to fully grasp it. You know, like they're just going to like, they just won't understand. Yes, they will. Yeah. Like maybe not right away, but they can, they've give them a little credit, man. Like you, it's, it's not, it's not rocket science, man. It's just like, look, mom, mom and dad don't like each other anymore, but we still both love you. And so this is how it has to be. And it's going to be different and it's going to be hard, but I think it's going to be better in the long run. It's and then, and then growing up and the, and then fucking work your ass off and make it better in the long run too, would be the caveat. Humans you know? for thousands but, of years. Just spread seed and had babies, and maybe were together for a couple of years till the kids got older, and True. then the yeah. woman move, would move on to another man, and the man would go spread seed to some other. And the man would use his shovel yeah. cock to remove the semen <laughs> of right. the, the previous yeah. man. Not I to mean, say it, that that's the best model, but it is like I mean, we're genetically predisposed to it. It really, is, it really started changing once once you know farming came came to light because then it, there was really it, there was more benefit for a man and woman to stay together and continue to have kids yeah. and not move around because you, you yeah. had the resources to live. Well, and even then, it was just like somewhere along the line for, I mean, it was at different periods in different cultures, but somewhere along the line, inevitably people, like communities of people just got together and they were like, this is causing too much problem. You have to pick one person to fucking procreate with. That's the rule now. That's what it was. <laughs> you know, yeah, like they just it wanted to know who's <laughs> supposed to be responsible for the right, kids. It's exactly. like, somebody's got to raise these fucking yeah. kids or a menace. Which, which I kind of get, but the but the the valid point to not ignore is that it has been done successfully the other way, or at least with some measure of success. Probably longer than this way, right? You Much know, longer. You know, than so this it's way. like like whether we could argue the merits of one or the other, but at the end of the day, like 
humans are humans and we live messy existences and we can figure that shit out and, and, and move forward. You know, like I'm not, like I said, I'm stoked that my parents got divorced Mm -hmm. because it's, I'm better for it. My dad is way better for it. My stepmom is way better for it because now she gets to have this amazing life with my dad, you know? And like, it's just, it's been much better and the situation that came before it was extremely toxic so it's like if that's the situation get the fuck out yeah that's how I that's feel my too. advice yeah that's <laughs> why what the studies say i'm a doctor but... trust me <laughs> <laughs> all right well this is for legal the longest... reasons that's a joke <laughs> the long... yeah, for sure uh we are time suck if you have any problems with what we said. I'm, I'm dan cummins i'm can dummins and this has been time suck uh hail nimrod <laughs> well, I think this is the show. This has been our longest ride You're so Ken far. You're Ken Dummins. I'm Ken Dummins. Am I Poe Jaisley? <laughs> you can be Poe Jaisley. You can be Poe Jaisley. Oosh. Yeah. Cool. Uh, well, thanks for letting me get all that shit out, guys. Thanks for sharing, man. That's a, that's a lot to throw into the world. And, it was yeah, a good time. It was a valuable yeah. one. And one of the most captivating it things I've ever... makes me feel better about all my fucks up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it made us all feel better. That's what I'm here for, to fuck up worse than you so you can feel better. <laughs> we'll revisit this again and see how you feel about sharing all this stuff and things and, and of course if you guys write back we'll talk about this more but then yeah. you can put this behind you as you've done really well you do this yeah you, you you handle life pretty well it seems on the outside i'm pretty square with most of it at this point it still fucks with me in some ways but but i'm you're more stoic than you are shit than... man gotta gotta keep rolling the show must go on <laughs> that's right <laughs> speaking of that fuck uh sorry guys this week had no scat cast all week long uh didn't feel good going <laughs> into the weekend and if i'm fucked on one day i'm fucked for three days so yeah but you got bonus amounts of jars so that's fuck right. you yep so there's more <laughs> scat cast it's almost amount the same as as all the other shows with the <laughs> amount of time we did today so it's fine <laughs> But uh, thank it's you guys for listening. It's kind of a dipshit file a little bit. <laughs> oh, fucking A. <laughs> it's certainly a dipshit file. Just not a famous dipshit. Right. But she's a little famous now. Especially if we don't get those edits tonight, right? Yeah. <laughs> Yikes. All right. Well, if somebody wants to extrapolate, there's the yeah. internet. So that's yeah. all right. But uh, I do want to see that picture of that girl now because oh, yeah. my heart's yep. interested. I'll, I'll show you. But uh, thank you guys for listening. Thank you to our jargoneers in the Facebook group and all of our wonderful patrons and all that stuff. We got more jar next week, and as always, we'll talk at you in the future. It'll seem like the present. Bye. Bye. See ya. It's just a ride. Whoa, oh, it's just a ride. Bing bong. Shane just got us some poop. That was poop. Ah, there's a dog. Dog. <laughs> dog wants to poop. Poopies.